Yo, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Dosage. Look at this. We actually look like a legit show here. Look at this. Four dudes on a camera. Works can be deceiving. Yes they, yes, they can. Yes, they can. All right. Welcome to another episode of Four White Dudes Talking About Shit. You guys are so hype. I can't contain it right now. You guys are so hype. Uh. <laughs> haven't heard enough of four white dudes, right? We haven't heard enough of that. This is new and uh, original. <laughs> no one's original. ever thought of this before. I'm just going to be eating tacos the entire show. That's all right. At Something least your to talk taco about. bells are open. All of the ones by me closed at 5 o'clock tonight. Oh, no joke. And why? And I drove to three. Why? <laughs> you see the one that burned down? What? I did not. 28th Street was burned down today. What? For real? Ugh. Yeah. Well, oh. I didn't look that close. I drove by and everything was dark and got mad and kept driving because that was the third one I drove by. But oh, <laughs> wait. So you probably you're probably the one that set it on fire and then drove off. <laughs> yeah. <Taco Bell laughs> that right. Teach you guys. Batman, Ty, <laughs> MX. Thank you for the hosts. We should start giving away bonus strands for the first comment in our chats. What do you think, Cody? Yeah, we just have to get into Andrea every time because she's the first for every show. She's not today, though. Batman was the first. She will be when she gets here. It's true. It's true. (laughs) So, yeah, Taco Bell burned down. That's crazy. As I'm eating Taco Bell. As you're eating. And and iRob is wearing a taco shirt. I will show just everybody. uh, That wasn't just a, a gimmick for the show. I actually have a fitness taco shirt. So, there you go. I don't have a taco shirt on, so jolly with the host. Thank you. So welcome back to the dosage, everybody. Here with Rob, Cody, and Justin, and myself, Travis. Um, this is our new format. Basically, we've combined the best of all the nerd the worlds here. Of Rob with his extensive movie knowledge, Cody with his extensive wrestling knowledge, and Justin. Animals with his extensive music knowledge, and myself with my extensive talking ability. You can do that for that, that one's too. true. <laughs> that, that last one was true. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what I do. It's what I get paid to do, um, fortunately. So The Dosage is a monthly format show where we combine all of those things into a more consolidated, digestible show. And we'll be exporting Speaking of these. digestion, Cody just dropped food all down his face in that last oh, bite. It was rather funny. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's enjoying tacos. Like I said, I put a soft shell and a hard shell together. So it's a lot of food. Wait. Did you manually... So you made your con- own double-decker. I was just going to ask yeah, you so made your a, own. Yeah, I got, a, I got a box of 12. I'm going to just, you know, throw them together. Okay. With some... Uh, some Diablo fire or hot, whatever's in that box, and we'll go from there. Justin says you're missing the beans. Yeah, yeah. it happens. You need you need the refried beans. Um, but what's going on, everybody? Thank you guys for joining us for this. Uh, whether you're watching us live on twitch.tv slash dose of nerd acumen, or if you're catching this on an export, whether it be Spotify, Google, Apple, Facebook, or wherever these things end up, uh, we appreciate the listen, the view, uh, the like, follow, subscribe. And speaking of that, share us out. We're one follow away on twitch from 1350 that's crazy numbers so thank you for the continued support there as we continue to grow to open this show up we have as i mentioned already multiple segments for you lined up 
but I wanted to propose a question. Thank you for the host rated. I want to propose a question, just to kind of get the uh, the palette going as far as conversational pieces tonight. I don't know how often you guys read video game news or industry-related stuff. Uh, Cody, thank you for the host. You're here with us, but you're hosting. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Here's my question, and feel free to chime in if you have an answer, if you have no input or care. Obviously, don't. The question, and you guys in chat, too, feel free to chime in or leave a comment below wherever you're watching this. What are your guys' thoughts on Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard recently? And 10-bit donation from Jolly Hip Hip. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, so my only thought was that I saw that PlayStation stock took a giant dive and it made me chuckle a little bit. That was about it. That was yeah, my only thought. Yeah, I it. I'm a I'm an Xbox guy as is, so it makes me really happy for all the people that talk negatively about Xbox, Trevor. Yo. <laughs> I was thinking it, I just didn't say it. So that's okay. So I'm gonna pull a Cody here for a moment. And I'm gonna say that this is not necessarily good for business. It would be like a certain company gobbling up all the talents and creating a monopoly instead of healthy competition. Cough, cough, wink, wink. What you cool? Because it's in your favor. See, that's it's biased opinion. Different. That is not completely, completely different. That's a biased opinion. Completely different. You just get exclusive video games. They still got Sony. They still got the what? Spider-Man games and Uncharted. And he says Spider-Man, whatnot. Uncharted, and whatnot. That's pretty much it. Last of Us. Last yeah, of that, us. That, yeah, that one too. <laughs> yeah, they got three. Wow. My thoughts are prices are going to go up. 20 bucks no. a month. That yeah. is a huge concern. Yeah, Game Pass, all these services. I mean, they're already talking about an Ubisoft addition to the service. There's going to be is that going to be bundled like EA is? Is that going to be its own subscription thing? I guarantee it's going to be better for business for them to bundle it and like you said, raise the price. So we're going to go What about the, WoW? What about WoW? Yeah, World of Warcraft, yeah. that's under that umbrella. That's going to go up. Diablo. Um I mean, yeah, Game Pass is going to be 20 bucks a month easy, says Ty. Um, I could see that, yeah, being 100 bucks a year. And in all honesty, though, this is the future of gaming. I, I think it's like what the cable companies are doing. Everything is in package and bundles now, and you subscribe to services. I think that our next console generation might not have actual console boxes that we buy. I think that we'll purchase a controller and a subscription plan and play through the cloud for our content. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. If we have stable internet connections, you know, across where we're at now, that's, that's the catch. So mm -hmm. I don't know. That's like my thoughts Sega. on it. So go ahead. So like the Sega channel, like the Sega channel. Yes. For those that remember I that. that back in the day, it was awesome. Was it though? I thought so for the time, I guess. Yeah. Sega, <laughs> that's a company that was way ahead of its time. And uh, I mean, we're, we're going down that path anyway. I mean, Physical copies is going down. It's going to digital. So, I mean, we're on that path, anyways. Yeah, it surprise me if it goes up because physical copies are going down. Digital, digital copies are going up. So, supply and demand means that they should be able to do that. Yeah, digital is definitely the future. It's if, as a collector myself of physical media, um, they just ended doing uh, physical releases of WWE pay per views. Well, they're special events now. I guess what they're called. Um, but their their events aren't coming to DVD anymore. So um, that is the thing of the past. What now. are you going to do for your collection? 
go to other companies and buy their stuff. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's already started with AEW. He has all of them. Yeah, have AEW working on Impact next. Wasn't so. there like three? They've had three pay-per-views? Right? Uh, four a year. Ever? They've been here for two and a half years. So They've had 12 events so far. Yeah, 12, yep. yeah. So. so three that are worth having is what you're saying. So. Basically, yeah. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, there are obviously concerns with them scooping up yet another company. But, hey, good on Xbox. Like, it's about time they made a rebound from that last console generation. We all know how that went down for them. And um, people love to hate on either company. Uh, I like just gaming in general. And I think there are a lot of pluses to this. I think there are a lot of potential negatives and side effects to this. Um, but in all honesty, if I just pay for a service, let's say it's 100 bucks a year. And I don't have to buy games anymore because all the games that I do want and play only is costing me a hundred dollars a year. That's not bad because games now are $60, $70. You buy two games. You've already paid for that service. So sure. It's- I paid way more than that for the new uh, 2k 22 X, you know, the NWO edition. Did you end up getting the NWO one? I did. Okay, so you you've that, that you've paid that was one hundred and twenty dollars, yeah, for that. I feel like that's only worth it if you get the physical copy, though. So I hope you got the physical copy. There's no physical version of the NWO edition. None. No, so they're not doing it like the Ric Flair edition or nope. anything like that. That's. I get it. Says uh, people will probably be asking me to help create stuff, and this way I'll have everything. So that was. Yeah, makes sense. They're they're doing a deluxe edition. They are I'm doing just a surprised deluxe. They're not doing any, you know, like sign trading cards of nwo members or something like that cost saving you talked about that physical stuff (laughs) cost saving so uh there is a deluxe edition it comes with the dlc pass and it comes with all the undertakers and all that stuff for 99 dollars. so for 20 dollars more digitally uh you get all that and the nwo stuff so well that's better i think the woo edition was like 120 so yeah i believe you're right that was for 19 right yeah yeah, the the game that we've been playing for three years on, and the the SmackDown the SmackDown edition was the twenty one, and that one was also like one twenty. Yep, I, I purchased a couple of those, and I regret it. Yeah, understandable. So, any last thoughts on that? Just kind of wanted to see where you guys stand on on that stuff. Nothing, nothing. No, done two tacos. You're down two tacos. Well, let's set up our first segment of the show here. We're going to talk about a movie. Let me go to that screen and load that up. Give me a second. Travis? No, I'm back. You didn't lose me. I'm still here with you. I just went to a screen <laughs> to load up what we're doing next. And we're talking about Mortal Kombat Annihilation from 1997, the sequel to one that we already reviewed from 95, Mortal Kombat. Are you guys Mortal yes. Kombat fans? Not the films, but the games. Uh, I've played all of them, but I wouldn't say like, uh, like so I like them, but that's, I'm not there's people that are like way into them and 
not so much anymore. Now, we talked on the last one. I know there was a specific game in the series that you played a lot of. It uh, had to do with Scorpion or Sub-Zero. I don't remember. Which one was it? It was like their mythologies. And you explored like this open uh, world map. Open world. Yeah, they had a, a couple of them. Like, uh, how was it? Uh, Deception. A couple of those were, they called it the Conquest mode. It was like a story mode where you went through and a couple of games had it. I liked that. But... Yeah. I'm I'm a fan of the original trilogy personally. Yeah. Those those were the the best ones. Uh, I do enjoy the new ones. I think they're really cool. I think they're really violent and graphic. Um, they don't really reinvent the wheel for fighting games. So like to shovel out sixty seventy dollars. Yeah, usually for the new one, I wait until it's free on something, and then I play through and just beat it with every character to see their end scene, and then I never touch it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like twenty dollars is a fair price for some of those just like street fighter right those are fantastic games but 20 bucks the only fighting game that i'll pay full price for is like smash bros to me that's a better fighting game but again it's opinion i'm not discounting uh fans of mortal Kombat or anything like that um let's talk about the story of this one so for those that don't know Mortal Kombat is an ancient tournament where the Earthrealm warriors battle against the forces of Outworld. Liu Kang and a few chosen fighters fought and defeated the powerful sorcerer Shang Tsung, and their victory would preserve the peace on Earth for one more generation. Or so we thought. Taking place now where the first movie left off, the Earthrealm warriors live a short period of peace. When evil forces from another dimension come to invade and wreak havoc on Earth, they are guided by the forces of Outworld leader Shao Kahn and his generals such as Mutaro, Rain, Ermac, Sheva and Sindel. Now Liu Kang, Raiden, Jack, Sonya, and Katana must defeat Shao Kahn in six days before the Earth Realm merges with the Outworld. So that's the main plot here. Uh, and Ad says MK Annihilation is so bad, it's good. Do you guys agree with that sentiment? Uh it's it's that type of movie, yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't say good. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> I think it's just bad. <laughs> Now, did you guys watch this when you were kids? Did you watch it recently or both? Both. Both. Yes. Has your opinion changed over the years then? No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I probably liked it more as a kid because I didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think watching it today definitely shows its lack of... Uh, uh, I don't really know the word that I'm looking for here but lack of uh it's lacking it's just lacking quality i I think yeah that's that's a word yeah Yeah. i don't know if it's the word but it's a word Uh, content lacking in content it's 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 just lacking everything at this point uh lacking in uh budget all of the above um Lacking in do you want to do our acting th- talent? three strengths and we and a, one weakness because I can start busting that out if you want. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys had that in mind. Uh, like I said, that's kind of what we're aiming for: some positives and negatives. Th- the three positives and then uh, I got you a negative. So uh, so got? I can give you my th- I can give you my three positives and a negative here. Um, so uh, it is a Mortal Kombat movie, so I gave that as a plus. It is, yeah. Uh, they fit more of the characters in it. Like it had some of the more fringe characters. They slammed some more of that in. So that was kind of cool. They did. The cast was uh, a little bit more elaborate. Uh, and uh, my third good thing out of this is I think we might have found our worst video game movie to date. 
Oh, is this so that, the that worst plus, video Marvin. game movie of all time? Uh, for me right now, it's at the top of the list for what we've watched. This is worse than Doom. I think so, yes. Like, I think this one is worse than Doom. We haven't watched Assassin's Creed yet for the show. <laughs> we have not. So, give it, um, give it time. And then, uh, one of the things that, even from the first time I watched it when I was younger, is uh, that mess up was how they recast, like, main characters, actors in the movie. They recast everybody except for, um, who was it? Liu Kang. Liu Kang and uh, Kitana, right? I think those are the only two that carried yeah. over. Uh, the only one that I never noticed because he, uh, spoiler alert, dies in the first 30 seconds is if they recast Johnny Cage or not. They recast him as the well because uh, he took another <laughs> role, as did the actor that played Raiden. He uh, took a role in Beowulf. So. Gotcha. Better movie. But I just know yeah. it, was, it was from the first time I watched it, I was like, Why? And then completely, like, in the first movie, the actor that plays Jax is, like, a 60-year-old dude. Yeah. And somehow in this one, he's young. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we got some messages so in chat here. Ever since the day one, that was my one big, like, minus. If you need to narrow it down to one. Since one of my pluses was a minus, I guess. Batman chat mentions um, the lack of Sub-Zero's mask. And tie with the sound effect there. Thank you for that. Uh, smoke. So, uh, Oh, I took that as because in one of the video games that came out around there, that's what Sub-Zero looked like. Correct, yeah. He didn't have a mask and had the big scar on his face. So, Well, the, I think they mentioned that in the storyline, too. Wasn't he a descendant of Sub-Zero? Yeah. Which is why he lacked the mask and then he had the scar, wasn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you guys remember that, that the details? And then the lore, too, that was a different person that was Sub-Zero? You guys don't know enough? Okay. That's fair. Um, Ad says they waste so many characters in this movie. Yeah, it was one of those things that was nice to see a bunch of the additional characters, but they were just kind of like one-sequenced and uh, just quick fights. And that was weird, because, like, Mortal Kombat's a tournament, right? And there was literally no tournament in this movie. They, they were setting it up for another film that, because this one did so poorly, it didn't happen. Ad says he's Sub-Zero's brother in the movie. There you go. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. And the, uh, the awesome CG at the end with the, the dragon versus the Hydra. You know, you got to bring that up. Yeah. 200-bit donation from <laughs> Ty. Hip, hip. Hooray. Thank you for that. Speaking of Hooray. the CG... I mean, what do you guys think? Like, I don't even think it was good for the time, honestly. Like, it was pretty bad. So, 97, 1997, I'm trying to think of the popular movies that were out around this time that had uh, a budget and decent special effects. Um, Jurassic Park around that time? Jurassic Park was 93, and they used a lot of practical effects. So, that helps in practical effects age much better than digital effects, clearly. Uh, the, the digital effects in this, like, they're they're bad. They're really bad. Like, it's not like they're just lacking a certain texture or lighting. Um, it looked like a like a college student's project. Bad. 
like their first time messing with. And this movie received a, a I mean, like this would budget. have been not even good for '97. Like this was like mediocre for '97. Yeah, and this was what was it? Titanic came around this time too, and like that movie had good effects. James Cameron too, so I mean that helps. Right. Whereas this, uh, the director <laughs> for this one was this is his directorial debut, I believe. Whereas he was the cinematographer for the first uh, first Mortal Kombat film, um, which was uh, done by Paul W S Anderson, which I like a lot of his work. This before he had the W S in the first one. Yeah, and the first one was before the WS because there's another Paul Anderson out there. So, <laughs> uh, Trevor says I love the first one, and this one just was not great. Men in Black was 1997. There's another example. Men in Black. Um, go back and watch that. The special effects are dated, but they're not as bad as these special effects. Right. And this movie had like a 20 to 30 million dollar budget based on. The success the first one had. I, I don't know how financially su- successful the first one was, but obviously enough to greenlight the sequel and give it a budget. So, as a kid, though, I remember being hyped for this movie. And then I remember being just kind of disappointed because it wasn't great. I'll be honest, like, younger watching it, I was like, oh, great, more kind of a movie. Like, I thought it was awesome. And then watching it as I've gotten older now, it's just, it's not good. I was three. You were three. <laughs> I was 12, so, like, I knew the world. I was hyped for this. Uh, you, you were grown at 12, right? You, you were I was grown. I knew the world. I thought I'm I did. Grown. Grown. Ad says, also, you might not know because <clears throat> he was terrible, uh, but Shinnok in the movie, and he is Raiden and Shao Kahn's father. Like, what? Like, he's yeah. actually He's an elder god. Like, in the lore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, the ages and stuff. And then they kill off um, Ryan in this one, too, which was weird. And then they, they brought him back. His haircut, too. But he too, becomes an elder god. Right, the haircut <laughs> sequence, like, that was awkward. The Some of the banter and, uh, like, sexual advances when they introduced, was it, Rain? Um, and he's like, no, my heart is for someone else. Like, that was weird. I don't know. I think just overall, this one not so great. No, so. do you, Cody, Justin, do you guys have? No. No. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, I think it's, we're, we're kind of beating it dead, of course, at yeah, this point. There I mean, was, that's, I guess, there's no finding it so bad. bad. Yeah. I mean, fair. Okay. Yeah. So, so I did pick three things I liked and then uh, just a dislike. So I want to say that to this day, the one thing I still enjoy is the soundtrack. This movie has a good soundtrack. Didn't you have the soundtrack on a disc that you used to scratch on your turntables? I did. I had this on vinyl too. Yeah. KMFDM or MDFMK, depending on the time period. Um, Trevor says the smile show has better CGI than this movie. It's true. Uh, So to this day, I have to compliment the soundtrack. Still good. Still worth listening to. uh, Still thoroughly. Where they spent all their money was on the soundtrack. I mean, they just reused half the soundtrack for the first one, though. (laughs) I mean, immediately, like, the the title sequence for the movie is just right into that hit theme song from 95s. Just gets, gets you going and gets you ready for it. 
Um, <clears throat> I felt the roster from the games was, uh, while it could have been used better, at least we got more acknowledgments of characters, especially at this point when they were three games into the series, um, where the roster wasn't used all that great in the first one. Uh, I definitely missed having Kano and some of the more iconic characters, Johnny Cage, in this one. Obviously, they kill off Cage, spoiler, on uh, the opening sequence. Um, but it was nice seeing, like you had mentioned, some of those secondary characters that aren't, aren't at the forefront. So that was nice. Um, in 90 or less minutes, I wish they could have used him better. But again, I think that has to go with the poor plot. Uh I enjoyed the fact that they kept at least two people from the first movie and they were the main cast. However, it was very jarring to have Sonya as a main cast character and be somebody different. Um, it felt like a cosplay. So that was a good thing for you was that they kept two. Yes. At least there was some continuity. <laughs> some that was like, like I had to really reach. I had to really reach. I'm trying to be positive here. So that's my reach. Uh, the rest we already mentioned. The dislikes of the special effects and the plot was terrible. Uh, I mean, the list can go on as far as the bad things in this movie. Uh, it's no wonder it took forever for us to get a sequel to it. And not even a sequel, a reboot. Uh, which hopefully one day we'll review on this show. Um, as says Jax takes off his arms and beats Mataro. Anyone who played the games knows that Mataro is one hard boss. Yes. And, uh... Again, I wish they would have done it better, and I mean, it's a movie that exists. Is it the worst video game film of all time? It sounds like it's on our list at the bottom. So Or the top. Or to the top of being the worst, yes. So, <sighs> Ty Love when his stream So likes. far, there's still more out there, but so far for me, this one's at the top of that. It's It's the worst so far. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's not great. Um, Trevor says I liked the reboot. Kano carried the movie. Kano was really good in the new movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to eventually get around to reviewing that. So it might be in the future. Like I said, our new format. That's your responsibility, Mister Rob. You'll be deciding the fate of our next video game film to watch and suffer through. There are a lot of them, so we look forward to hearing what you have on that. Speaking of things to review, though, Maybe we have. Other Pick segments. up some and put it in a put it up for vote, and we'll let people help me decide. There you go. Put it to the people. Power to the people. Don't give them too much power, though, right, Cody? What? I wasn't paying attention. Kim was talking in the background. <laughs> I I said don't give the people too much power. Yeah, not too much. Just not enough. Too much. Just enough. Got to keep it in check. So, <clears throat> as mentioned, we have other segments with doing. Blah, 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 blah. Let's talk. Let's talk. We have other segments tonight. We have the Royal Rumble from 2011 we're going to review next. We have Volbeat's latest album, Servant of the Mind. And then we have our main segment closing out the show. We're going to talk about 2021. Since we're in 2022, there were a lot of games that we may or may not have played. And we're going to talk about them in our closing segment. So we're going to take a quick moment to go to the Rumble of 2011. And we'll continue the show.
All right, and we are back for our second segment here in the dosage episode 136. That's right, 136. Incredible. And there's something I got to do for you, Cody, because it's back. And you know what that is? Uh, the, the noise? This. The sound alert? This. The following announcement has been paid for by the... That's right. The nerds are back. It's oh. been a minute, man. What 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 is what was the, the last one off. you did? The co- colors oh. were off. The co- oh yeah, it needs to be red. You're right. Yeah. Too sweet. <laughs> so NOW is back. The nerds of wrestling. It's been a minute since Cody and Trevor were on the air. This again is a condensed version of what they did best. And uh, for this month, we're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble from 2011. Much like our other segment, three likes and then a dislike that we're going to talk about. And uh, if you have any additional facts or fun things to say or things you really, really want to talk about uh, that happened during it, feel free to share. Um, Ad says, Vladimir Kozlov. Man, that was a guy who went in the trash fast. Yikes. Batman says, it's those nerds of wrestling. So, I, Rob, Justin, I know... Well, I know Justin specifically. You've... Never been the biggest wrestling fan, and that's okay. I, I've convinced you to watch numerous events during the course of our friendship, and uh, I could probably say on my hands how many times you're like, yeah, that was a cool thing. Um, you don't hate it. At least you didn't seem to say that to me to, to, to save my feelings. Um, but I know it's just... I you pay-per-view party. You did go to numerous pay-per-view parties that I've, I had in the, the 20s of my life. Uh, so thank you for that, for tolerating something that was so appealing to myself. Um, did you get a chance to find anything from this event, or did you just say it? I'm skipping this uh, segment. <laughs> yeah, I like how they throw the guys over the ropes. Oh! <laughs> That's good. That's good. It is the Royal Rumble. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So he knows. No, I, I did not watch this, but... Um, but of the pay-per-view events, I always found this one to be the more entertaining. Just the the creativity of the way that they, you know, will throw them out. Oh, they're not quite out. You know, that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's always uh, more fascinating than a, a storyline that I couldn't care about. This is also one of the, uh, this is the best pay-per-view to gamble at, uh, yeah. at with pay-per-view parties and stuff like that. Uh, I know now yearly... Uh, I get together with people, and typically, maybe not this year, uh, but what we typically do is I'll have a hat with, you know, 30 numbers on it. Everybody draws an even amount of numbers, and if your number spot wins, then you get whatever jackpot it is, uh, typically like a $10 buy-in or something like that. But, you know, it's a, it's a nice, fun thing to get people that aren't interested in wrestling uh, kind of rooting for people yeah. even if they don't know who they are. Rooting for somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. This is definitely my favorite match out of all the matches. And it's it was it's my birthday month. So it was like a, a show I always look forward to during the winter time every year. Uh so yeah, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed the Rumble events throughout the years. Um Ty wants to say, and spoiler alert, he wants to say that straight away that Alberto Del Rio is among the worst Rumble winners. Um 
he was the winner from this year's Rumble in 2011 that we're we're discussing here. Um, spoiler alert: He does go on to face Edge in his final WrestleMania match and final match until his big return uh, two years ago uh, to WWE. And uh, yeah, what a, what a sad last match for Edge to have against Alberto Del Rio. I'm not a big fan. Del Rio. He beat uh, he beat like him though. I feel like there's a lot of hate, but his title run was really good. I watched a couple of matches from it. He was extremely over. Everybody was chanting C instead of yes. Just uh, a play off of Daniel Bryan. He was extremely over. I'm impressed. Of, I don't remember him being that over, but he absolutely was watching it back. I just... If you watch the following Royal Rumble, he faced Big Show for the title in a last man standing match, and he was completely over i mean it is one year after but still here's the thing and this is outside of wrestling world he he has um he's a shitty human he's yes it's it's a nice way to put it uh it was supposedly dismissed but he had uh assault charges uh against pay well against him with when he was with page Mm -hmm. so um supposedly it was dismissed so even during a brief period of time where I enjoyed his ring announcer's work and moments of his work, it's hard now whether or not any of that information is true. Who knows? Uh, it's it's hard to have a lot of respect for the individuals on a personal level. And again, it's yep. a character I never loved anyways in the ring. So um, he, he might quite possibly be, like what Ty said, the ro- worst Royal Rumble winner. Um, he, he went on to open WrestleMania and lose to edge. So like it didn't even do anything for him. So, uh, who knows? Um, Trevor says was never a fan of him. His finisher was awful. What is his finisher? I don't even remember. Uh, arm bar. There's a arm breaker. Oh, I don't remember what his other one was, but I know he had a submission arm breaker. Yeah. Trevor says, hold yourself up on the ropes so I can stomp on your face. Speaking of holding yourself up, has anyone ever noticed that? The gravity in the arena, wherever the Royal Rumble is at, is turned up just a little bit. It's super heavy. Yeah. Everyone is very heavy in that match. And Justin, by the way, I got a bunch of clips that I'm going to send you now that I know that you're really interested in uh, potential saving themselves. The highlights. Not just Kofi. Um, um, <laughs> what is it? Kataz- no, Kataz- Kata. What's her name? Katazano oh, or? Yeah. Casey Katazarno. I don't know. Ricochet's significant other, right? X. X. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Look out. I don't know. I don't keep up on all that. Um, But yeah, I I got clips I'm going to send you now every single day. Nothing but Rumble clips. You're you're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, gravity is definitely turned up when you can't lift Rey Mysterio up. Yeah, everyone's so heavy. Uh, Trevor says I meant the one where he puts them upside down in the ring post and they have to hold themselves up uh, so he can jump down on them. Yeah, Casey Catanzaro. Cat- yeah, even it. reading it, you really can't pronounce it. Right? Yeah, that's a very you difficult gotta hear name. it. Hear it. So, but yeah. she, I mean, she walks on her hands to get back into the ring. Like it's it's there's cool moments. And Kofi, yes, Kofi has a lot of things. Um, so for those that did watch it, it sound I Rob did. You said you didn't get a chance. Or you did? I did not. You did not. Cody, no. would you like to hit us with any likes or dislikes that you had regarding this event? Sure. I will. Um, uh, let's see. 
The Miz versus Randy Orton. I really enjoyed that match uh, for the WWE Championship. Uh, I did enjoy how it was only four matches on the main card, and that's including the Royal Rumble itself. Uh, it didn't feel like it dragged out way too long like they do these days. Um, even though the two title matches were both 20-minute matches. Um, well, with the, the event, too, keep in mind, for those that don't know, this was a 40-man rumble, the first time ever. Every rumble is traditionally 30 people except for the inaugural one, which was 20. This one was 40 people. It is the only time that they've ever done a 40-man rumble, too, at the Royal Rumble event. They do have a thing called the Greatest Royal Rumble that is not considered under this timeline or, or rumble, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that takes place generally in Saudi Arabia, and that is 50 people. And that's regarding Ads' comment here in chat. says, every non-wrestling fan will appreciate Titus's Royal Rumble entrance. That's another clip for you, too, Justin, that I'll send your way. Um, we've talked I have about no that. idea how that happened, and he didn't destroy something on his body. He got lucky. <laughs> but, yes, I just wanted to point that out. 40-man rumble on this one, and you talk about the pacing, Cody. So I, I didn't want to miss yeah, that I, one. Yeah, you're good. I, I, I like the pacing. I like how every match was meaningful besides the women's match really wasn't, um, which turned into a fatal four-way, but that was short. So, I mean, it makes – makes sense it was just kind of a a filler before you got into an hour and 10 minute long match um in terms of the royal rumble itself i did feel like it was a lot of filler um with the 40 guys it was a lot of showing off new nexus of cm punk and his crew uh and the core uh once once they got out, it got a little bit better. Um, you got to see a lot of names that didn't make big waves. You also got to see a lot of guys that were still in. You got to see some AEW guys. Uh, um, you got to see Diesel, which was great. It was a great return for him. Uh, he got a very um, favorable pop, as you like to say. Pop. Uh, but yeah, Alberto Del Rio winning. Um I didn't mind it because at the time, at the time he was extremely over. We know now that he was a shitty person and he still is a shitty person. Yeah. Um, but back then we didn't know that just like Chris Benoit, we can't look back at Chris Benoit matches and say, Hey, that dude did some horrendous things. Um, you know, yeah, he was great at the time. Yeah. It, it's that, I mean, that's a good point too, because there are a lot of moments that I reflect upon, uh, most notably WrestleMania 20's conclusion with Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit in the ring. Yeah. Um, that's to me, and it stood for the longest time, one of my favorite WrestleMania mm. moments. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that it has to be kind of wiped from history, right? Um, because the awful, yeah. awful things. Um, but yeah, that's it, it sucks. Like really the, the, the conclusion is just don't be a shitty person. Uh, and, and this goes for Hollywood. This goes for musicians. I mean, it's it's entertainment, right? There's just so many shitty individuals. Yeah. I mean, I do like looking back at some of these older pay-per-views, like this Royal Rumble, because you see a lot of different people. And being able to see, you know, people's old gimmicks, like you got to see Bray Wyatt go from Husky Harris back in this pay-per-view to Bray Wyatt and then to The Fiend. So, I mean, you just see drastic changes in people. You see... Ted DiBiase, who 
never amounted to much in uh, the wrestling standpoint. Seeing JTG was nice because it reminds us of, uh, you know, that tag team and the wonderful man that he was tagged up with. Um, Shad gas. But, yeah, I mean, you see people that also didn't make it that look like they should have been stars. Like Mason Ryan was the big one that I had to, like, Google he, back he, and be like, what happened to that guy? He, he's he Batista's stunt double. Yeah. Um, the guy looks he, he exactly like, like Batista. Yeah. Like, it's scary. And, like, Tyler Rex, who was brand new at that time, and uh, Jack Swagger is brand new. Alberto Del Rio, it was his first Royal Rumble. Alex Riley was supposed to be a stud and didn't make it. Uh, Wade Barrett, I mean, there's so many people here that uh, – you know, it's just it's just cool the weakest looking finisher of all time. Yeah, the the bull hammer. <laughs> and yeah, I, I did uh, really enjoy uh, the time in the match with John Cena and Hornswoggle teaming up for like five eliminations. Like, yes, it's filler, but it was entertaining filler. Right. And that's what Justin was talking about, too, as far as moments. Right. You can't yeah. have just like everyone rushing in and then trying to get somebody you know, out of that ring. You got to have those moments. Otherwise, that match would be so incredibly boring. Um, it's actually one of my things that I highlighted for things I liked. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but I definitely did because the Royal Rumble is notorious for one thing almost every year in his existence. Do you know what that is? A surprise? A surprise, yes. There were surprises in this. We got that. But what didn't we get in this Rumble? I got nothing. You got nothing. In this Rumble, we didn't get a celebrity entry. That's true. That is rare these days. Even this year, we have Johnny Knoxville expected to be in the Rumble match at some point. So, um, to highlight chat real quick before I continue that thought, Trevor says, did you guys see that they're talking about putting NXT on the same day as night one of Mania this year, taking place from 12 to 3? Uh, he says Vince really hates NXT. Yeah, that's a bad idea. I don't know. Terrible idea. Terrible. Um, Ty says Cesaro. Ty also said I love Jack Swagger. Uh, the fake list. I don't think it's fake, to be honest, but maybe just me. As says I used to know Mason Ryan. He wrestled local before going to WWE. That's crazy. He Honestly, he's the lookalike for Batista. It's weird. Ty says Johnny Knoxville. I predict Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny coming back. Oh, oh God. He'll get he'll get a, a reaction for that. I will say that uh, Jack Swagger's lisp is one hundred percent real. He still does it to this day. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, you're gonna give a Just guy like Cody Rhodes. You're gonna give has a lisp you're gonna call a guy Jack Swagger with a lisp. That is messed yeah. up. Don't do that. It's like a it's a weird bully, and it's it's Vince McMahon who did it. You know, he's like, you have a list. I'm gonna put an S in your name instead of calling you Hagger. I'm gonna call you. Well, Swagger. That's why they did. Uh, that's why they did dashing with Cody because they knew he had a lisp, so they wanted him to say dashing. That's messed up. Like that's just bullying. Don't they have a "Don't be a bully" campaign? And yet they they are. Yeah, but, yeah, but that doesn't but, count for Vince. He's the boss. He can do whatever he wants. <sighs> Notes to <laughs> self. All right. Um. Yeah, so there were no celebrity spots. Though. I thought that was nice. One of the things that Lana and I were doing during watching of this was, and this is a game we like to play as morbid as it may be, can we recreate this match today, whether it be with existing talent or, unfortunately, deceased talent? Can a match be recreated today? Because I know WWE loves going back to the wall and recreating moments and trying to relive moments that 
probably shouldn't be recreated. This is just WWE thing, Vince thing. Um, so can we create it? 40 entrants in this Rumble. How many are still active on the WWE roster? This is 11 years. How many do you think? 12. We got 12. 18. We got 18. We got, what'd you say, Justin? Eight. Eight. Uh, so Lana guessed as well. I guessed eight. It's funny. You said eight. I guessed eight. Lana said 10. The magic number? 10. Lana nailed it. 10 people active on the roster today. In WWE. And, uh... So it gets it gets a little a little worse because uh, me and Ty actually played this game uh, a couple weeks ago. We but we played it for the 2018 Royal Rumble, and uh, the first we we did just the first 15 entries. 13 of them were not in WWE still to this day. Yeah, it took until entrant 18 or 19 for somebody to still be active in WWE today, and it was I think the first one was our truth. Who's yeah, but 18 50. was rough. Because that's only that's only I mean now it's four years four years old and they well right four years yeah eleven years you rough. expect it to be that there way, was right? more AEW people in the first fifteen than there is WWE people that's just crazy that's just, yeah. as I mean like we know already that WWE released almost what two hundred people over the last couple of years yeah that's that's a lot of people and they're still not booking everybody that's how you know you have a stacked roster that you're just collecting all the cards just to have them like don't do that. Mm-hmm. Give up some people. Let them work elsewhere and be on camera. <clears throat> or go elsewhere and not get booked, and then they have to release people. Speaking of, contracts are coming up, too. I'm seeing rumblings of that over in AEW. Think we see any surprises in the rumble from AEW people? Probably not. You don't think so? No, I mean, the only ones that they're really releasing right now is, like, Sonny Kiss, Joey Janela, guys like that. I don't think WWE's picking up any of those Brian guys. Brian Cage. Yeah, but he's still got some time. I don't think he has. He's he's not before Royal Rumble. What about Marco Stunt? Marco Stunt, that's absolutely no. Leo he Rush. Did up, Leo he Rush. Did show up at GC. Nah, he shouldn't have a job anywhere. <laughs> he's just no. gonna quit on him. Yeah, so. exactly. He shouldn't have a job anywhere. He quit on the challenge too. MVP or uh, MTV the challenge. He quit that show. <sighs> he's literally quit every show he's been on, even if it's not wrestling. What a quitter. Mm-hmm. Ty says Leo Rush is a very annoying person, but a good wrestler. Yeah, he's yeah. a great wrestler. Just he needs to kind of get complacent somewhere. Trevor says Peter Avalon. Uh, Ty says Brian Cage looks like Vince's wet dream. Yeah, I mean that's his his man. And he right can do a backflip. Yeah, Lana says Cody doesn't want people to work. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Me? Have you talked to your husband about this? <laughs> He gets so mad that AEW picks up people. Sorry, they pick they up job. everybody. They pick up Sorry everybody. Sorry they have a job. Hey, Justin, Rob, do you guys want a job? I hear AEW hires everybody. <laughs> I wouldn't say everybody. I don't know. I will say just randomly because somebody brought it up, I am shocked that Brian Cage has not ever signed with WWE because he is like what Vince wants, 100%. Apparently that's his choice. It was his choice for a while. So, I mean, the thing is he's been – when he went to Impact. He didn't want to go to NXT. That was his thing. Right, and that's where they wanted him because he had come out of yeah. Lucha Underground and went to Impact, and then they wanted to sign yeah. him for developmental, and he's like, I'm not a developmental guy. Look at my resume. And I'm I'm yeah. in agreement with him. Yeah, he's a main roster guy, 100%. So, But th- that's the thing. They're not going to do that for him. 10-bit donation from Ty. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hooray. Thank you for that. Any, any giant dude that's that jack that can do backflips, sign me up. 
yeah, he's yeah, he just needs a little bit more personality, and then I think he'll do all right. Uh, ten bit donation oh, and from also Ty, random. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, Trev, uh, because I had brought up that I don't, I didn't think Brock Lesnar had any mic skills, so that's why I didn't like him. His <sighs> recent stuff makes me laugh my ass off. So Dude, I mean, where, my words. Where have you been his entire right. career? He's actually good on the mic. I mean, he's just a hangman page wannabe. Oh God. <laughs> I think that's a bad shit. Oh my god. You gotta get off the internet, my friend. Those groups that you're in are, are warping your mind. It's I'm like actually, it's like Fox News for wrestling in, fans. No, the one that I'm in, it just talks bad about AEW and nothing else. I'll I'll, I'll invite me to that. I need to be in that one. Ten bit donation yeah, just, for Ty, hip hip. Hooray. It's, I don't think they're serious, but uh it's mainly just shit posting. I mean, that's what wrestling fans do. It's a fans of any. I was gonna say that's that's the internet in a nutshell. You can't like things because people are just gonna shit all over it. So let's uh, let's talk about the things I did like about this pay per view. Did you give your three? I know you you had. Yeah, I went through through a couple couple more than three. That's fine. Did you have any dislikes before I mentioned my liking of things? Uh, The the only dislike that I had is just that it felt like a lot of filler. I felt like in the especially in the beginning of the match, it was just a lot of. You know, somebody would come out, the core would destroy, or the new Nexus would destroy them, and it yeah. just got boring. And the the women's match was also not great. I did like the reaction to uh, John Cena coming out, like the the the, yeah. the 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 foreshadowing for him and Punk for their next mm-hmm. like, couple of years. Like that that was a good rivalry. It was good TV for them for this period of time. Uh, it really was, uh, especially compared to other products that were out this time. Like they were they were really hitting home runs. Um, some of the things I liked, I liked the pacing. Uh, you mentioned it as it not being a good thing. I liked the, the pacing. I liked the highlights of the factions in the rumble. I thought that was nice. I I thought it was a good way to showcase and try to bring back the new Nexus as being like this dominant thing. Uh, mostly because WWE is notorious for failing on factions. They don't know how to tell a faction story. The only faction story that I've thoroughly enjoyed that they've done well with was evolution. Still to this day, that's my favorite story arc because it had a proper beginning, middle, and end. That is rare in WWE television. Shield? Mm, no. I don't think there was a lot of depth to their storytelling. I think they were lacking The only thing that, that I, I, I may have not liked about it is that I, I know what happens to Nexus in the future. I oh, know that right. John Cena just buries everybody, and all those guys pretty much get released from the company. Right? Yeah. So no, it was that, the it was the burial machine Cena era. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, but it was Shield. Like I wasn't a huge fan. Of, I don't think they had a really good storytelling. I cringed at their early promos with the camera stuff. Like they watched too much Dark Knight and the Joker. Um, like Ambrose during that time, I really cringed during that. I thought that was bad. Um, the one dimensional Roman as the muscle worked just for that. It just was fine. Uh, the only good thing that came out of it was the betrayal, and it was the right person to do it was Seth because he was the star mm-hmm. of the Shield. Uh, the other two were not, and it wasn't until this recent storyline of Roman where he finally get to see his talents. Um, the fact that it took six years to get there, though six seven years, it's sad. Uh, and Dean Ambrose is still searching for his stardom. Uh, There's I, a I, lot of pushing it down our throats, too. Well, I think that was the problematic part, too. And then, like I said, Dean Ambrose was truly the weakest link out of it. Uh, Deathmatch Magically, wrestling can only go so Roman far. Roman seems to kick off. Yeah, Roman seems to actually be doing good when they stop trying to shove him down your throat as a face. 
and just let him be a heel. Right. That's what I'm no. saying. Like he's he's good in with this and uh Ty says searching for star Moxley is a star. I mean, to those that like it, I, I think he's <sighs> a very bland wrestler, in my honest opinion. Yeah, I mean just I've always how I've always thought it was Seth as number one, Dean Ambrose is number two, and then Roman as the weakest link. And see, just I, think... I feel like at least Mox had you know the the comedic timing and the storylines he was in. He always knocked him out of the park, and uh, he's not bad in the ring either. A lot of his a lot of his stuff I just don't like. So I mean that's the great thing about wrestling; it's subjective. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes their own thing, so. Um, what else I like, I mentioned the 10 out of 40 people still being active. And then I mentioned already the zero celebrity spots. We actually showcased our roster at this time. Kudos on the booking of that. The thing I disliked the first two matches that opened this show were the world championship. And then the WWE championship, both of them ended with outside interference to have that happen back to back in your major world title matches. I didn't like that booking. While it sets up storylines, especially with the road to WrestleMania, I get that. I just thought having those matches back-to-back and then having the same endings happen back-to-back and then them being such long matches to end with the same conclusion, I thought that was bad storytelling. One of them ending that way would have been fine, but having them both end in the same or similar fashion or manner, I thought that was bad placement on the card and bad booking. Yeah, I mean, I would have kept the the Miz and Randy one because that actually told a story with Nexus and CM Punk coming out and hitting the GTS and making Miz get the win. Yeah, because who but was it that interfered with Edge? Who? Uh... Vicky, Vicky Guerrero, and well, uh, right, I, but it was, other... who was it? Kelly Kelly. Yeah, Kelly Kelly. What? What's the other one? That didn't make sense. Mm. I don't know. That was weird. So, like, if I would have changed anything, I would have changed the booking of that, uh, have it a clean finish, and uh, I don't know. I get what they were doing. They were trying to set up things, but... And Ty says, yeah, Kelly Kelly interfered to back a badge, yeah. Random. It didn't need to be. Um, it was just lazy and weak booking, especially back-to-back. Trevor says, think is going to have 30 women for this year's Rumble. The Iconics said, yeah. The Iconics said no. Yeah, they said no. They are call now. Said now to do you mean no? Okay, yeah, yeah, no, they said no. I don't blame them. Um, if you get fired from somewhere and that job wants you to come back for one night for a paycheck, uh, it, it really depends on how that relationship ended. Um, if I got burned, uh, if you know, the fool me once, fool me twice kind of scenario goes on in my head, like I'm not gonna so willingly come back unless it's a real, real fat paycheck. Uh, I'm not gonna. Go make an ass of myself that's, just for one night. That's that money. Yeah, that's that's the thing too. Like everybody has a price. So um, good on them though for saying no, because more people need to say no to WWE, and maybe they'll start to change, and then open up that forbidden door more. So <laughs> Trevor says Mickey James coming back is a surprise. She was treated bad on her way out. Yeah, who knows though? Like I said, who knows? Um. Any other thoughts on the Rumble event then that you want to talk about? Nope. No. Nope. Unless who who you think is going to win this Sunday? So, uh, Saturday night this year's Royal Rumble. Uh, who do I think is going to win? Honestly, I don't know. I, I, men's or women's? I honestly didn't. Bianca Belair for the women's. Um, 
Although I'm hearing Ronda Rousey's going to come back, and they're probably going to give it to her. And Bailey. And Bailey. Um, you know, for the men's, I don't know, Brock or Bobby Lashley, they'll put themselves in the Rumble, they'll win, depending on the outcome of their matches. I don't that's know. That's terrible. But again, it's WWE, so like that's yeah. that's comfort booking on what I think they would do if I had to make an educated <laughs> guess. Um, this is the first year I just have no idea. I mean, they... It's not they obvious, really but I haven't like seen that. the full list yet either, so... Um, and I'll be honest, yeah. I haven't been keeping up week to week either because mm, it is what it is. So, um, what else we got before we exit this segment? They gave her a trash bag. Yeah, that's uh, something they've been doing for a long time, supposedly. The dust, off, the dust off Molly Holly. I wouldn't be mad seeing her one more time. Uh, they did it a year or two ago. Uh, women's Rumble winner Liv Morgan or Bailey. God, why does? Okay, let me ask you this question. Why is everyone over on Liv Morgan? She's terrible in the ring and not good on the mic, and Becky already outclassed her once. Thank you! And Vince has no faith in her, so she's not winning. She's going to be released in the next six months. But why is everyone so hype on her? I don't know. That's probably the reason, is that she's nice to look at. But there are so many... I just You asked for a reason. I gave you one reason. Fair. Okay. Fair. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, uh, Trevor says Owens, they're paying him enough to need to push him. I mean, no, he's going to get that money regardless. So, <laughs> uh, they just want to keep him in Dota. They don't want to lose yet another, uh, Ty says, I like Liv Morgan cause of riot squad nostalgia. I mean, I guess that was another, I mean, even that wasn't, that wasn't booked great. Uh, wasn't booked well at all. Neither was the other one that debuted on the other brand, the exact same way, the same week. Yeah. With, I don't remember what it was. It was, Mandy Rose and Paige and oh, where they had to rename them after the first week when they were like the su- su- submission sorority because Pornhub has that trademarked. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, but it was the same exact week. Just one was Raw, one was SmackDown, and they debuted the exact same way. Like they they don't do like here's the thing: if you're gonna name something, and they still make this mistake as of a couple weeks ago, or even like a week, if you're gonna name Gunter. something, yes. If you're gonna name something, do a Google search. You bet I searched for Dose of Nerd Acumen when I was researching this brand. Because I don't wanna get invested into a name and then have to change it. Like three second tan was the original podcast for the wrestling show, and then I did a search and somebody already had like two episodes from five years prior. And I'm like, the fact that somebody already had the name once, even though it's not active, sure we could have kept the name, but I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be that thing where I'm adding a bunch of numbers or X's and stuff into the name of a brand I'm trying to launch. So WWE, do a Google search. Uh, Submission sorority. Mm, you probably might not like your results, or you might. Um, the same with Gunther for Walter. Why rename him in the first Stark. place? Gunther Stark, which was a Nazi war general. Yeah, dude. Come on, do a Google search. So they just so they decided just to erase the Stark. Or just oh, keep him Walter because that's his that. name. You know, I think the problem is they, they want to trademark likeness because they think they're going to invest in Walter. I'm refusing to call him Gunther. Uh, they're going to invest in him. They but Same as uh, Dewdrop because wasn't she Piper Niven or something like right. that? Right. She had an established name internationally. Yeah. So, um, Abyss is a surprise entrant. I mean, he worked as a writer or creative team member for WWE for a long time. I don't know if he's still with the company. Uh, Ty's, is he still wrestling? Because I know no, he's like no, pushing he, sixty, like no, he's old now. No, man. Abyss. Abyss hey, Sting's still doing it. Yeah, but Sting was in better shape than Abyss was. 
match the very uh, And Abyss did all the super crazy matches and everything, so yeah. his body went through some sh- shit, man. Yeah. yeah, he was Impact's mankind. Basically, yeah, he was like the, their version of it. Thank you for the host, Dingus. Uh, Ty says <clears throat> you might not want to say that N-word too often then. Oh, can you not say Nazi? Is that a no-no? I don't know. Twitch, you tell me. Guess, guess not. Twitch, <laughs> we'll find out. Twitch, you tell me. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr., he was a writer for a while, too, for WWE. He had some not-so-nice no, not things to say about them. I mean, who who has nice things to say about WWE if they're released from the company? Let's be Karrion real. Cross. Yeah, he's he's the only one I've ever heard that uh, said good things about them. There are some. There are some more than him. I'm just kind of being funny here. I know no laughs. Um, but, yeah. Let's move on because we're at a, out of time for our Rumble segment. We want to talk about Good. our next segment here, which is our music album review. So give me a moment while I prep that, and we'll be right back with you. Look at this, you're jiving, you're grooving. Rob's having a good time. Welcome back. This is our music album review segment. We're not going to do the full album. We are going to talk about some highlighted tracks, things we really loved, and if there's anything we absolutely hated, um, let us know. Lana says that Freddie Prince Jr. said Dodo is not all that. We're moving on to the music segment, Lana. Keep up. Jeez. Speaking of music, um, Kind of music related? Not really. But we're on TikTok, guys. Dose of Nerd Acumen is now on TikTok. If you have not followed us on there, we're on there. We have How was that music related? I don't because know like it has it. music clips and people do things. Uh, yeah. Okay. Travis dances a lot. I do. I'm, weird, a, I'm, I'm a dancer. You found an outlet for it. Finally. I've been waiting. Been yeah. waiting. Doing the Renegade is a must-see. What's the Renegade? Is that a new craze? I don't know. Is that what all the kids are into these days? I'm old, it's guys. Dance. It's a Fortnite. See, I don't play Fortnite, so excuse me. I know that's what a lot of the... He refuses. What's a Fortnite? It. Oh, come on. You know what Fortnite is. <laughs> Everybody knows what Fortnite is. Doesn't mean you play yeah. it or like it, but you know what it is. Two weeks. It's true. So... This is a segment that Justin and I have been doing for almost a year now on our own podcast where we discuss music with you. We've condensed it into this show where we're going to not go track by track and instead highlight things that we really enjoy and even maybe highlighting our extensive or lack thereof history with such band. The band that we're talking about. I did not. Oh, there it goes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, The band that we're talking about here is Volbeat. And I started thinking about this. I'm like, okay, I've been listening to this band for a little while. And then I realized, okay, 13 years a little while. Uh, I got to see them open up for Metallica and Grand Rapids. Uh, It was one of the first times I kind of was enlightened to their music. And I was like, holy crap, these guys are awesome. 
I don't know if it was just live or me being excited to see Metallica finally. Um, but that show was just Maybe incredible. Both. Maybe both. But I was like, great mood. I'm like, I was in the mood to discover new bands and just get hyped for a show. And I checked them out after and I'd realized they had a few albums out already. Uh, they just weren't popular in the States yet. This was one of their first kind of big outings because they were influenced by Metallica too. So they got invited for this tour for Death Magnetic to put that timestamp on the uh, timeline of this. Uh, I believe they're a Finnish act from Finland. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, they were featured I knew it was in Scandinavian. I know it's is it Scandinavian? Oh, up okay. there somewhere. Uh, they were featured yeah, in Scandinavia. Um, I think it was Halloween or Halloween Two by Rob Zombie. They were the band that's playing where the parents are like having their dance party or like party at. Uh, they were the band that plays on stage in the background at the, the show that they go to. Weren't so. they in one of the Guitar Heroes or rock band too? That I don't know. They might have been featured in a rock band or a Guitar Hero game. Uh, that I don't know. Um, they were featured as walkout music for some fighters in the UFC as well. Um, and then various other things. Um, they're a Danish rock band, to confirm I have in my notes. Danish. Danish. Okay. So, correction. And this is Denmark. the... They're from Denmark. Right. This is their eighth studio album. It's called Servant of the Mind. The album was released December 3rd, 2021 through Vertigo Republican Universal Records, and it has four singles available today on the radio. So who would like to go first? Did it all, let me ask you, did, did all of us get a chance to listen to this album? I did not. You did not, okay. I did, so okay. I, I, I can contribute. All right. Uh, so, Justin, since you've been uh, very cool, calm, and collected during the wrestling segment... Why don't you kick us off here for this? Are there things that you really enjoy, tracks you really like? There's, there's, is there stuff you hated? What's your history? Uh, enlighten us. Yeah, so my history with this band is nothing. I, okay. I, uh, I've, I've heard of them. Uh, you know, It's definitely a band I've heard of, but I, I was not at all familiar with their music. Um, but, I mean, I did give them a good listen as far as uh, this album goes. Um, definitely not the style of music that i normally listen to but um i can see where it fits in with that niche um uh for me the the tracks that kind of stood out for me uh were heaven's descent um thought that was a really good one and just good range i like some of the solos and guitar work that are done throughout the song um and then aside from that the the other two that i really liked were kind of the the outliers i would say of the album because it definitely has a certain type of you know metal sound to it but uh the ones that i liked were the ones that were not so not as heavy on that um and that would be uh domino so that song uh definitely stream that one uh domino it kind of reminded me of uh their take on a devo track um just their approach the way they're singing it the um stylistically very Devo-esque, but uh, encompassing their own style into it. So I really like that one. And then uh, Wait a Minute, My Girl uh, was the other one that I really liked from that. Those two songs honestly just did sounded like they didn't belong on the album as far as their sound, but they're the two that stood out for me the most. Um, because that one, I mean, I had a lot of like piano in it, had a lot of even saxophone, um, very upbeat, very... Um, catchy uh so 
you know, with me gravitating towards, you know, pop punk emo, that kind of stuff. Um, I like more of the catchy stuff with some more technical guitar work. So, um, so some of this stuff I really enjoyed and some of it, um, some of the other tracks, I guess that I didn't really care for were like step into the light or step into light. It was okay. It was just kind of a little slow, little, little boring for me. Um, and then Lasso's Brigitta. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure I'm butchering that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, um, it lyrically, it was all kind of very prophetic kind of stuff or, you know, mentioning, uh, demons or, you know, um, kind of, uh, different religions or different beliefs and things. Um, so, you know, it's not something that I am particularly into, but, um, <laughs> as far as the, the top two tracks though, I mean, I, I would definitely play again and again, the domino song and, uh, wait a minute, my girl. Um, but yeah, for me not knowing much, I mean, I can see why people like this band, but not my, uh, particular style. So, the Domino track, I don't know if it was a cover or a reimagining or inspired by, um, but it was a Roy Orbison uh, song. Oh. So hmm. I, I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, classic, which fits hmm. if you're familiar with this band is inspired by. So this, this, this band has a lot of influence of that time period, 50s, 60s. Uh, a lot of the stuff like a there. metal rockabilly is what they try to call themselves. Yeah, so very, very much metal rockabilly. They they love uh, Johnny Cash, uh, very inspired. You can tell. Uh, they love Elvis, very inspired. You can tell, mm-hmm. uh, and it shows in their work. But it's also infused with a Metallica, which is another band they really enjoy, and metal styling lyrically. Again, uh, is definitely this band's weakness. Uh, it's not one of their strengths, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Sometimes, uh, you mentioned you're not into demons. Like I feel like I don't know you anymore. No, no, not anymore. Okay, because yeah, yeah, like classic Justin, you were yeah. the Satanist <laughs> through and through. Yeah, dark days. Dark. Yeah, that makes sense. Man, let let the man progress in his life, Tramp. No, it's, it's okay. fine. It's 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 just amazing <laughs> seeing this change in him. I know. It was a, six years ago. You should have brought up this band, and I would have been. I should have. I knew it was a phase. I knew it. I knew. <laughs> you blew it. I, I did. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I just want to say that about the Domino one and uh, the the single. One of the four singles currently is "Wait a Minute, My Girl," which is the one that you mentioned. Which again, understandably, we've talked in the past while uh, or why songs tend to stand out. It's because maybe they put more emphasis or gear it towards radio play, right, to get you to buy the album. So it makes sense why that's a standout. Uh, do you like Lordy? Is it Lordy? Lord? Lordy? Lord? The, Talking the, about the artist? Yeah, that was a question in chat to you. Uh, oh, for me? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're okay. I, I haven't really listened to like a full album. I've heard just the singles. So um, nothing I ever thought to look into more okay and chad is also mentioning cody attacking his taco which that can be interpreted <laughs> so many ways right now <laughs> i'm so hungry how many of you eat <laughs> during this show 
<laughs> I only ate two, and then I stopped for the entire show. <laughs> now I got. You mean you had tacos sitting in front of you that whole time, and like that's amazing self-control. That's amazing self-control. I was just grabbing my Baja Blast and sipping on it. (laughs) I didn't want to ask until the end of the show. I wanted to see if anyone was keeping count. Because you've just been munching on and off throughout the show, which is fine. I'll finish. I'll finish all 12 right now. I mean, go for it. I'll do it. So... Uh, I mean, yeah, there, there's that's your input on this segment since you didn't listen to the album, which is fine. Uh, Ty says, I looked around at Grab and Ira, and then I looked back at Cody and came. He got close to the screen, and you got spooked. Cody's just in his own world. He's just doing his own thing. That's not obnoxious. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Just maybe mute, mute me. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Lord. Um, yeah. So, I mean, overall... It, do you think you'll listen to their other work is really my question for you. Uh, maybe. I, but, I mean, I can say. I've listened I can to the send you some more of the poppy stuff because there is on other albums. There's more like that. There's there's some very Johnny Cash stuff. There's some covers. There's a Hootie and the Blowfish cover that they do. Only Want to Be With You. Yeah, it's everything you wanted and more from them. Uh, there's a song called Counting, which is actually the song that made me a fan of theirs. Um, they, they got some really good stuff mixed into their catalog, but like this album is a great example of a good chunk of their work. So like, if you're not really into this, you're going to have to really scan and filter through a lot of the work. Cause this is a good example of what their sound and style is. They've changed it up. Like their last album was a little different. They went back to their roots, if you will, on this one. Um, Lana is encouraging yeah, this one's you not definitely to do it. more more heavy like this there's a lot on this one that's in that's their heavier stuff um most of the other cds that i have listened to like albums there's more of the poppy stuff kind of mixed in yeah it's more of a 50 50 mix where this one it's kind of like two versus 11 yeah this one's definitely harder overall which is fine again if you like the sound it's it's definitely for you and again lana says don't just don't do it um, so Rob, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, enlighten us. <laughs> so, uh, my take on this one, uh, if anybody knows me, I like heavier stuff. So listen to this. I loved this entire album. The um, entire album. There are, uh, I will admit there's a, there, I had three songs I picked out that weren't on par with the rest of them, but I still like them. Like I didn't dislike a song on this album. Wow. Even um, I dislike so, some of the songs. Uh, one of them that uh, Justin brought up, I agree with him. The the Step Into the Light, it's not a strong suit on the, but I would, if you someone just played me that song without listening to the rest of them, I'd be like, it's a Volby song. I like it. Lana says you like everything. Your opinion is moot. It's, here's real talk. The only Point. time I've, I've heard you say anything negative has been tonight about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's because you don't have me listen to a lot of music. I didn't know you liked music. We played in a band together. <laughs> I know. You were in our band. Why why would you like music if you played in a band with me? Right. Is that what you we were in a band with him that tells me that you didn't like music? Right, exactly. See, he gets it. Justin gets it. So uh, So I'm gonna bring it back to what we were supposed to be talking about. So my favorite track on here was actually Shotgun Blues because it was one of their heavier driving tracks uh, on here. Uh, But then, wait a minute, my girl was my second favorite, and it's just it is their it's 
Volbeat's poppy side to a T. It is great. I listened. I even played it for Amy today while I was listening to it, and she loves that song. So it, that song is good. Prepare that's yourself. A per, that's a perfect example. Lana, prepare yourself. I'm going to play that song too for you. Uh, uh, and then one that uh, that I had for my third favorite song in here is actually Mindlock, which was towards the end, uh, and that was just it gave me straight Metallica vibes from the Death Magnetic era. It was straight like listening to it. I was like, it's Volbeat singer over Metallica, and I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so speaking of that, I do want to say Shotgun Blues is another one of their singles. Check it out. Uh, speaking of a Metallica song with a Volbeat singer, Don't Tread on Me. Did you guys listen to that one? Uh, did that, you listen to the Did you listen to the deluxe version of this album or the regular version? Me, I had the regular version. Yeah, so I didn't. I didn't include the the deluxe songs, but yes, I did listen. Okay. So on the deluxe version, Rob, don't tread on me, which you know is a Metallica song. Um, Metallica released an anniversary of their black album. I think it was last year and they were featured on it. And then it was just a bunch of covers, right? Which, which spoiler the black, the, my opinion of the greatest album of all time. So there you go. That is the greatest album of all time. The black album. I will listen. I will put that in and listen to every song on it on repeat. If I like, I would do that. Oh God, that, that is a podcast in itself. We could debate that for two and a half hours. The greatest album of all time. Yikes. Yeah. Travis can't decide on anything. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. It might. And also I definitely be don't give out tens. So who knows? Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll give in it. It's got nostalgia for it for me. Metallica. Cause you know, growing up, my parents actually had good taste in music, so I got to listen to that growing up. Hey, so. my parents actually had good taste in music, so I ain't mad about that. I got introduced to a lot of good stuff. So <laughs> it's it's the one thing that they, they liked. Uh, Lana's shitting on Metallica. She says, there you go. Uh, Lana says she forgets sometimes that she hates you. You remind her. Uh, Justin facts on Tuesdays. What? But me and Lana do agree on Incubus that that is also a great band. So we do have that in common. They are a great band. But man, I don't know. I couldn't name on the spot right uh, now. The me and Lana album. agree that Incubus is a great band. So so we have that in common. We, that's our common ground. Like even one of my favorite albums of all time, Green Day Dookie, I don't consider like an amazing <clears> album <throat> from front to back. Yours would probably be some mix. Like that's what I call music 36 or something. No. No, it's terrible. <laughs> Nickelback. Nickelback is good, but I don't think one of their albums from front to back is the greatest either. Like I said, this would be a very hard topic. Uh, I would love yeah. to tackle it sometime. But... Nickelback has has some very good songs. I think people like to shit at them just because it's, it's Nickelback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what trends uh, are. There is a whole lot worse back out there. Yeah. I don't know. That is the topic for another day. Um, some of the highlighted songs I already talked about, Don't Tread on Me. I know it's on the deluxe version of it. I really liked it. Uh, great cover of Metallica track. They incorporated their own style to it, but yet it still felt like a Metallica song. So kudos to them for being able to do that and being obviously influenced in touring with them. Uh, it was really cool to hear them do a Metallica song. Um, the Devil Rages On was another standout track for me. This, again, showcases the rockabilly vibes uh, infused with Johnny Cash and Elvis and 
it's really hard to dislike that track. And then, of course, the favorite track for me off the album was Wait a Minute, My Girl, which, again, like you both said, fun, upbeat, saxophones, jazz punk, rockabilly. It's got it all. It's short. It's sweet. It's radio friendly. It's fun. Um, it, it's their signature pop sound. Like, I, I really liked it. Uh, so, overall, yeah, I think it's this is a fun album. Um, is it my favorite? I say one I of my know. things I if you want me to do one, there wasn't more songs like wait a minute, my girl on this album. Cause yeah. usually they do more. There should have been than yeah. just one. I, I wish there would have been in all honesty, like that style. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear a few more tracks of playing with yeah. different things of that style. Um, and usually there's at least a couple, if not like three or four on each of their albums that are in that style. Like maybe not as, with the extra saxophones and things like this one goes into, but at least in that vein, like more of the kind of upbeat rockabilly instead of just the straight metal. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, who knows, who knows, um, who knows what all went into this album. I know they released another one a couple of years back. I know pandemic has done a lot of crazy things for bands and to the lack of touring for some of them. Um, I don't know what it's like in their area of the world as far as, uh, this old, pan- well, clearly, but as far as like the pandemic and the ability to uh, have concerts and stuff, because I know there's certain parts of the world that aren't as terribly affected right now as we are and have different uh, safety precautions and things. So they have some sense of normalcy. So I don't know what that's like. I don't, I don't know. Um, and I've only been to what one, one concert, two concerts, one during the pandemic this whole time. So and it was an outdoor venue. So. I miss concerts. So, did you see what happened with Motion City? No, what happened? So I went to their show in Grand Rapids on the 29th, mm-hmm. and uh, then lead singer got COVID, and they canceled the rest of the tour. So oh. they, it was it was the opening shower, opening show of the tour. Is the only uh, one they did then, or the only one they did? Holy crap! So, I mean, you guys I'm in Grand Rapids did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Um, I know. So, yeah, but they've now been rescheduled for the summer. But um, but still, like, really, like they they postponed it for so long, and they finally thought, oh, we can finally get back out there, and then damn, shut down. Ten bit donation from Ty. Hip hip. All right. Yeah, it's probably one of those uh, anti people in Grand Rapids. It exists right. out there. Some y'all crazy over there. I tell you. Hey, don't let <laughs> me in with all that stuff. No, I grew up there too. I know the people. <laughs> there's there's good people, and then there's uh, shake my damn head people. You know them. We all know them. They exist. I mean, that's everywhere though. Let's be real. It's not just Grand Rapids. They do exist. They do exist. It's true. Uh, I mean, hey, was it a fun show though? Are you glad you went? Oh yeah, it was a great show. But just that's crazy outcome. Yeah, I mean that's the risk here. And then they got that mm-hmm. uh, When We Were Young tour keep popping up. You've been seeing that. We talked oh. about that in Very Brief. Is that real? Yeah, it's real. Do you see now it's three days? Now it's three days, yeah. Because how but would you it, fit all those into one? It's not possible. No, no, no. Like, it's three days of the same act. So, wh- hold on. Do these bands only get, like, three get, like, songs? Three songs? Yeah. It's, like, the October 22, 23, and 28. It's, like, 
But it's, why? It's all over the place. Because they sold out so many tickets the first day. They're well, like, oh, people yeah. really want to see this. Yeah, everyone wants to see that, of course. But not all in one day. So even with now it's like, oh, great, they added extra days. Oh, but they're separate tickets. And they're oh, and who that's... knows how many of these bands are actually going to show go up. Through. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been and, seeing a bunch of bands on social media pop up. Oh, look, we're playing a show. Well, that's right. not marketing. You don't say, oh, look, we're playing. Yeah. Like, I know All American Rejects was one of them. Where have they been? They haven't done anything in like eight years. Right. That's crazy. Man, would I love to see that show? Hell yeah, I would love to see that show. Yeah. But that I just don't feel it's an appropriate. around with that many other people that would love to see that show it's, right now. It's not even about the people. It's about how <laughs> can you properly showcase all of these acts in a venue and have it, it function. Like this yeah. is this is bigger and more stacked than a warp tour or any other festival I've ever seen as far as nostalgia acts. Did you see the people that did the math? No. So it was like it basically came down to thirty three minutes per band with no tear down or setup in between. See, that's not possible. There's no way. Nuts. So they're gonna play like, like two or three radio hits and, and they're gonna have a like rotating if you went stage. To a warp tour where it was like Every crowd would be like, we want to go to this stage. Okay, next is this band. And the whole crowd just moves to but different stages. But it doesn't work like that. There's, the there's at least like 14, 15 <laughs> plus stages at a warp Tour. This had what? Less than three? Three. Yeah, that's not possible. That's I've been to so many concerts in my life. The wait between acts is easily 40 minutes sometimes in some of these. Yeah. And like... What's the point of sound check and pre-setting up equipment if it still takes you 40 minutes for the next band to go on? Why in 2022 are we waiting 40 minutes between bands? Unacceptable. That's right. They, they won't have to change drum sets because Travis Barker will be playing drums for everybody, so it's fine. He basically plays drums for half those people on that tour now. You're not wrong. <laughs> Jesus. Lana says, isn't this put out by Fire Festival people? She says it's going to be a dumpster fire, and then she misspelled fire intentionally. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was gonna say not 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 those people, but it's is by the people who did the Astro World. So, oh God, yeah, yeah. See, I don't know. It, it's it's funny to me too because like this appeals to our generation of the bands that we grew up with. Yet the people that are gonna be there are like our kids, not our kids, but like you know what I mean, like teenagers. Yeah. Like I, I would say it'd be half and half. It's just wild. It's, I mean, most of those kids don't have the income to no, they get don't. Dollar ticket right. for one day in Vegas. Yeah, and that's the other problem about this event. It's in Vegas. I wish it was somewhere else, like Chicago. That would be mm-hmm. nice. Put that like out. Like even with the, even with the Riot Fest setup, like I know they've got My Chemical Romance this year headlining. Yeah, um, and uh, the original Misfits. Um, so, but they, uh, I mean, they have five separate stages and they're all spread out. So obviously like, you know, if there is a teardown set of time between, there's somebody else going on another stage that you can go to in between, but with three stages, I just don't, yeah. I I don't see it. And the other thing is like, how do you plot out your day? Cause like one of the fun things that we've been to a warp tour together, one of the fun things about your day is plotting out what stage you're going to go to next. You're going to miss bands. Like, who are you going to miss? Like, there are so many on the list of acts, I don't want to miss one. 
right. if they're if they're doing the same thing multiple days, you could plot it out and see all the bands at this stage one day, and then the second day see them all at that, and then you could theoretically nail all of them if there's only three stages in three days. You just stay committed to that stage for that day. It's It'll possible. cost you four to six hundred bucks. It would cost you a lot, and that's if they don't rotate stages themselves. If it's actually yeah. planned and properly put together. So I'm a skeptic on this. I think half the internet is a skeptic on this. The other half just threw their money at it because they're excited because nostalgia sells. People love nostalgia. Yeah. So nothing wrong with that. Nostalgia always sells. I always laughed at the uh, our parents. Um, remember, Rob, when we used to go to the uh, Ionia Free Fairs and that stuff with uh, your dad and... Um... Yes, thank you. And we would laugh like because they would see bands that they grew up with. Like, I'm like, who are these no-names? We're now them going to wanting to see <laughs> bands that were not relevant for the last 15 years. So, yeah. Not all of them, but yeah. Right, a good chunk of them, <laughs> let's be real. Uh, yeah. Lana says legit thought it was fake. Yeah, it's one of those too-good-to-be-true kind of things because every now and then these little fake things pop up advertising <laughs> things we grew up with. So it makes sense. Um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll... And you said this is October. Maybe later on this year we'll talk about whatever happened with this thing. And maybe maybe we'll go. I don't know. Doubtful. But um, who knows? Is DNA going to pay for us to go? I don't know. Ten keeps dropping the, or Ty keeps dropping those 10-bit donations. <laughs> we, we might be able to go. Do a remote stream while we're there. There you go. We'll have to take Ty with us, though. He helped fund it. So that'll be a stipulation. Those fat 10-bit donos, though. Those 10 cents. Gotta love them. It helps. It contributes to the channel. Lana says, no, we don't. Lana's being negative. What is, Lana's so aggressive tonight. Why are you so aggressive? <laughs> because it's me. That's Yeah, I think it is. She sees Irob and she just wants to punch him in the face. It's a natural reaction. It's See, fine. now we're going. Trevor with one-bit donation. Hip, hip. Uh, See, now we're going. We we funded it. And Cody with a 25. Hip, hip. There you guys go. I'll give you a quarter. Quarter. A quarter. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are the best. That that adds to the, the amount for the month. <laughs> it does. It does. You guys are amazing. Let's go to our main segment of the show, what we're all here to talk about and reflect upon, and that was the year 2021 in gaming. Let me flip over to our last segment here, unless you guys got anything else to talk about about music right now. No? Fancy. Let's flip over. One second. In our main segment here, the year 2021 in gaming, the Dosage Podcast, episode 136, back with Cody, Justin, and Rob. How's it going? Same. <laughs> you guys lack so much hype. Man, I'm bringing it. You guys go, hey. Well, that's why. Cody's no, I'm full. He's full. I only had four. That's a lot. Not four, four. 
What? Four tacos? Four? That's not a lot. What Four are you talking about? I could knock out a whole party pack. Come on now. Hey. Yeah, we get the party I'm maintaining pack like, good shape. Oh, yeah. I get up at five four. in the morning, like, go to the gym every day. Right, Justin? Uh-huh. No, you don't. No. He does. You don't. Hey, what the hell? You don't know my life. <laughs> yes, I do. Damn. I haven't bad. done that since the pandemic started. I haven't done that ever. <laughs> I didn't want to wear a mask to the gym. That's why I stopped going. And then I just haven't been back. Hey, you're vaccinated. I am vaccinated now. So, whatever. I don't know how all that works. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> That's not why we're here either. Ladies and gentlemen, though, 2021 was a year of video gaming. A lot came out good, bad, and ugly. Did you guys play any video games in 2021? Yep. Yes. I think so. We think so. Were you able to come up with, and normally we would come up with a top 10 list for these things. I've condensed it because Cody and I, when we were doing these together, we did almost, what, 20 years in like a month? <laughs> of episodes we were just knocking these things out man we we hustled in 2021 the last day we did like four years and it was just it was it was long it was a long episode so we've decided and we learned that cody and i could talk about top 10 lists for hours and hours and hours and we did as mentioned uh so i've come up with a top five and i had more that could have made the list to be honest I always look back at these years, and even in 2021, I'm like, I didn't really play that much. I don't know if I can make 10 or even 5. And then I was like, okay, I played more than 5 games. I played more than 5 games I really liked. So I could come up with a list of at least 5. So for this, what are you guys' thoughts on going in a rotation and going down the list of our top 5, starting with 5? And then we'll wind down to one, and then we can talk about some that didn't even make the list that probably could have. Um, I, didn't, I don't know if I have five. I didn't make a top five, but I'm looking at the list, and I could make a top five really quick. Sure, however you want to do it. Justin, did you make a top five, or do you just have some notables as well? <laughs> I just have some notables, to be honest, because I don't keep up with a ton of new games. Okay. So I'm just going to go over games that I enjoyed playing in 2021 that's fair however you guys want to approach it um with this list works for me so who wants to kick us off talking about their year in gaming then in 2021 i think i think you do do i okay i guess i'll, I'll do that um, or i can it's up to you man because i know you like going last <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me um I can give my top five real quick, and then we can talk about just gaming in general, since I'm the only one that did a okay. top five, which is fine. Uh, so my top five games, um, Returnal was one that I played a few streams on for DNA. Cody, you accompanied me for a couple of those. Uh, for those unfamiliar with Returnal, it's a roguelike shooter. Uh, I think it's exclusive for PS5. I don't, I'm fairly confident it didn't come out for anything else. Um, but man, is this game difficult. I have a love-hate relationship with roguelikes, because uh, you have to be basically a masochist to get into these. For those unfamiliar, other examples of roguelike games or uh, games like this, um, I'm trying to think. Dark Souls, not really a roguelike, but 
has the difficulty like this. Um, Bloodborne, anything of that would be similar. Uh, Returnal basically is a looping story where every time you die, you go back to the beginning. Hades is a great example. Thank you, Trevor. That's another great example. I have a top five now. He is, he is a top five now. Um, so Rogue Legacy is another good one. So Trevor just... Trevor, you like these 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 ones. But basically, you you if you die, you start at the beginning. The idea is to progress farther enough in the story where you beat bosses and those serve as checkpoints. And it's procedurally generated. So if you die, the level and layout from room to room is different. The weapon drops, everything is different. The end goal, the first segment, is a boss. That's always the constant at the end of that sequence. But throughout the journey to get there, there are different paths because it's procedurally generated. So it's different every time. And I found that really fascinating. Visually, it's stunning. It's a fun game. Uh, it's just, it pisses me off because you'll spend 40, 50 minutes on a run to get to the boss to get killed. And then you got to do it again with nothing. Those weapons that you got, all that stuff, nothing. So for those that don't have the time and only have maybe an hour or two uh, a week even to play a game i don't recommend this unless you really enjoy this style of game and you're really good at gaming and i'm not really good at gaming so it pisses me off and there's no difficulty the game just is acting something gorgeous. makes you angry what does it sent something you said it makes you angry i'm shocked that something made you angry yeah i'm yeah I'm easily agitated. I'm like a washing machine. <laughs> Get it? The agitator? Yeah, we, we understood what you were saying. It was just... <laughs> I'm just waiting for the... the same. <laughs> that's, what I, that's why I have Justin on these shows. His, his, <laughs> to just torment him constantly. It's been a mission. I'm good at it. Anyways, number four, uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, if you're a fan of the Persona series and if you like games like Hyrule Warriors, uh, Persona 5 Strikers plays out like that. And it still has the cool kind of anime story along with it. Uh, highly recommend it. Number three, this was kind of the... Um, how do I put it? The surprise of the year. The surprise hit. Uh, that was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. It ended up being an incredible story with fun gameplay and mechanics. And coming off the Avengers game, I didn't think this was going to be a really good game. Um, but I am a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, so I gave it a chance, and I'm glad I did. A lot of fun. Trevor predicted that Resident Evil Village was going to be my number one game of the year, and I said that all year long that was my favorite game of the year. And I ended up being wrong. I thoroughly enjoyed Resident Evil Village, but that's my number two. There was only one game that I've put more hours in in 2021 and still continue to put hours in weekly. I thoroughly... 2K19? <laughs> I do put in more hours than any other game into 2K19. You're not Halo wrong with Infinite. that. And uh, Cody says Halo Infinite, and that is correct. Uh, Halo Infinite is my number one game for 2021. It was a surprise hit. Um, the campaign was refreshing, the open world stuff. Uh, a lot of love to just the halo franchise in general and the only thing i request that they fix is besides big team battle in halo infinite uh the only thing i request that they even improve upon is i want more game types i want more match types i want more maps in general 
I know we're in the, for the long game with this. It's a new game. Generally, they don't have a lot of maps and content at a launch. But for the love of God, we have several Halo games. We have the Master Chief Collection. Give us all that into Halo Infinite. Give us all those maps. Give us those map types. Give us all that stuff. And yes, co-op campaign would be fantastic too, Trevor. On that open world, yeah, that would be awesome. So it's coming this year sometime. Um, But that right there, it makes me give it like a 9 out of 10. It's a near-perfect game. And Resident Evil Village again, loved it. Absolutely loved it. But I am a Halo guy. I really am. And Halo Infinite knocked it out of the park. Like it's and, and the support shows it. People are over the moon for this game. And it's the shooter that we all wanted and needed. It's a, a break away from Call of Duty. It's a break away from Battlefield, which was broken at launch yet again. Uh, it's a break away from the Battle Royales like Apex and Fortnite. Obviously, those do their own things, but like it's something familiar but yet refreshing. And that's what Halo Infinite is for me. And that's why it's my number one. I have a list of um, other ones that didn't make it, and those I'm sure will come up in conversation. So who would like to go next, though, to talk about their year? I can go next. Okay. Uh, so I just did a quick jot of a, of a top five. Um, so at number five, I had Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, it's just another Call of Duty game. I mean, they're, they're hit or miss. They've been very missed lately, but this one was actually pretty good when you take away the Warzone aspect of everything. Yeah, it is uh, it is minus Warzone, yes. Yeah. Uh, the number four spot is a game that I've been streaming a little bit on Facebook, Pokemon Diamond. Uh, brilliant Diamond, that is. Uh, I mean, it's a remake of an older game. It's your classic Pokemon game on a Game Boy or a Switch or whatever you play it on. Um, but it's, it's great. Uh, the graphics are definitely, they've, they went up and then with shield and sword, they went super up. Then they kind of went back down for this and made it more, uh, I I don't know, not as, not as drastic of, uh, they didn't put a lot of time into the actual graphics that they did into the actual game itself and the story and, uh, making sure it's not glitchy or anything like that, which I liked. Are you getting the new one this Friday, and do you plan to stream that? Yes. Yes, I plan on streaming that as well. Nice. I look forward to watching that. Uh, Number three is a game that I've been playing a lot of recently with, uh, well, right now I have a four-person household with my wife and two kids, and uh, we've been playing a lot of Mario Party Superstars uh, a lot lately, uh, which my my four-year-old daughter which some of you know, Travis, you know, mm-hmm. she uh, picked up her first uh, Mario Party win against us. We were actually trying. Uh, it's actually pretty impressive that a four-year-old dubs. girl... Your time, man, TikTok, your time is coming up. These kids, I'm yeah, telling you. She, she didn't win any minigames, but she landed on all those ally squares. She just kept moving. Just kept mm-hmm. moving. Um, number two is where I put Halo Infinite. Uh, it, it, it's a good game. Uh, I was really impressed by the open world uh, campaign mode. We have, sometimes we have fun doing the multiplayer. <laughs> really just depends on the day and how we're playing. Um, but my number one game is a game that you actually told me to play. I got addicted to this game really quick, and I 
beat it super fast. Uh, and I'm still playing it right now, doing all the uh, side quests and everything like that. I kind of want 100% that game, uh, which is Far Cry uh, 6, which has been a, a, a great game. It's a great story, and the graphics are great. The gameplay mechanics feel really good and smooth. It's just a, a, a really good game in general. So Far Cry 6 is my number one. Uh, I didn't play Resident Evil uh, yet. Uh, and then there's It Takes Two was on the list, which I didn't play yet as well. Um, there, There's some games on there that I plan on playing that I just didn't get to this year um, that I will eventually get to. But just for right now, talking January 2022, talking about our year in gaming 2021, I'm looking at Call of Duty Vanguard, Pokemon Diamond, Mario Party Superstars, Halo Infinite, then Far Cry Six. I mean, that's a that's a long list, and most of those games are not <clears throat> short. Um, no. I mean, specifically Halo Infinite's campaign. If you rush through it, I'm still you, it. yeah, was, if you rush through it, you can beat it like six hours. But that map is big, and if you're collecting everything, you're probably going to put in twenty twenty five hours into that campaign. I mean, Far Cry Six alone, I've probably put quite a few hours into that i mean i beat the main story to it but that map is huge yeah yeah massive and there's so much to do there's so many side missions and so many things to unlock you have hunts just like you have in uh like assassin's creed valhalla where Mm -hmm. you have the big game hunts and the big fishing uh hunts that you have to do uh and you get special things by doing that stuff so that's all stuff I still am planning on doing because I'd like to 100% that game because it was a really good game. But, uh, yeah, it's just you you could easily put a couple hundred hours yeah. onto that game. Well, I'm glad I, I recommend it to you. And shout out to Thunder for the host. Thank you for that. Uh, I, I, mess, I remember messaging you because I had got it for, was it Christmas or my birthday? Because I had seen a lot of positives on it. And the thing that sold me on it was how I pitched it to you. I said that you could get a pet companion crocodile in this game and uh, send him off to eat people for you. Um, and, I mean, you were you were obviously familiar with the series already, but yeah. I, I, you summed it up as being one of those things that, uh, I forget how you worded it. Um, basically, that I just knew you so well that that's just, it was living, a, it's living out a fantasy of yours. That you wanted a pet crocodile to eat your adversaries, uh, yeah, and, and that's morbid, twisted, and amazing. So I was like, "Why? Why not?" I ended up uh, getting rid of the the crocodile pretty early in the game because they had a cougar. So I was. <laughs> yeah, there's a <laughs> bunch of different things. There's a there's a dog in like this wheelchair. In a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. Uh, I mean, there's so much you can do if you like shooters and just missions and just like weird chaos and destruction like this game is cool yeah. and a cool environment too like it's a fun place to explore and a lot of That's parkour elements too. yeah so. it's, it's it's a gorgeous game too yeah it really uh, is but rob how that how that works is he doesn't he doesn't fight he just uh he finds treasure for you he's different from the other ones but he'll go around and he'll he'll bark at spots and then there'll be a present there that he digs up for you did we lose rob what's going on rob are you still with us yeah, he's in the Discord video though. Is he? He's like, yeah, yeah. not for me. But yeah, just just on your feed, it's 
not reading him. Huh. You might have to hop uh, hop back in, Rob. Because, yeah, I can't hear you. You want me to go next? Yeah, while we figure out, Rob, if you want to hop out, hop back in, if you can hear me. We'll have Justin go. All right. It's number five. I've got uh, Mario Party Superstars. Um, Yeah. So, again, um, great throwbacks. Awesome, you know, playing bumper balls again and, you know, bringing it back to N64 days. So, um, I, I really enjoyed that game and kid, my kids love it. And, um, most of my games are going to be kid related just heads up. <laughs> um, cause that most of the gaming that I do now is, is with my kids, which, which is cool. Cause they're getting into it more. Um, but the only, my only complaint about superstars is the lack of characters, um, and, and unlockable content. Um, like with, uh, the first or with the, I guess the first game for the switch, there's a lot more things you can unlock and a lot more characters, a lot more checkpoints, a lot more things that you could do. Um, not that this is lacking mini games, it's still got plenty of mini games, but um, that's my one complaint is the lack of characters. Um, uh, for number four, I've got uh, Boomerang Fu. I don't know if you've heard of that before. Um, no. It's a game for the Switch. It's like a 10 or $15 game, you know, like an indie game, but basically you're just these various food items and uh, um, kind of a beat-em-up game where you, you start off on this map and you have a boomerang um, that you can either hit people with or throw at people and you go around the map kind of dashing it's really sim- simplistic but you like dash you know hit them with the boomerang either by throwing it or just meleeing and uh, then throughout the map there'll be different power-ups that you can grab that'll be like multi-boomerang or a fire boomerang or explosive boomerang and uh, you can do teams, you can do free-for-all. Um, so, I mean, not a ton to the game, but it's it's really fun, uh, fun family game and uh, a little bit of chaotic. So that one is my number four. Um, number three, um, again, this is just a game I played in 2021. I don't know if it actually came out in 2021. Uh, Power Washing Simulator. I don't know if you've played that before. No, what? Um, <laughs> that is available on Steam. That sounds so um, therapeutic, though. It's yeah, made by the same people that were playing it. So if if the people that are here, anybody watched my stream last night on Facebook, I played Cooking Simulator. It's made yeah. by the same exact people, but yeah. Power yeah, washer it, it simulator. is. It's uh, basically, yeah, you have a power washer and you... Yeah. Is Irob yeah, talking? Because I don't hear him. Yeah, he said that there's a lawnmower one. We got to figure out IROP because it's not coming through on my side. Yeah, it's just his. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so you, you go around uh, dealing with either like a filthy motorcycle or vehicle or house or a whole backyard or a playground. And you have a power washer that has different settings that you use to, to clean different areas. It's it it's a oddly satisfying game. Hmm. Um, number two got halo infinite um again great game really no complaints very seamless i like some of the stuff they got rid of from the old halo games or that they made as items that you have to get like as far as like boosts and things um so i like that you kind of have to earn it a little bit more um to get some of the perks that you may have had in some of the other halo games um and for my number one i've got minecraft dungeons um, so again, that may have been 2020, maybe 2021, but, um, something I've been playing with, with the kids a lot. It's just, just 
so customizable. Um, that's why I really like it. Is it's a dungeon crawler game. Kind of reminds me of the old Gauntlet days. Yeah. Um, Diablo. And really, yeah, really fun game. And uh, um, yeah, just so many different options as far as customizing your bow, your weapon, your armor, your your pets, like all kinds of stuff that'll help you get through the game. So um, it's a good, great Minecraft expansion. Um, that's really fun and as you level up higher and higher you get better and better stuff and um yeah kids love it and it's it's really fun to play well it's super accessible as a like gateway into dungeon crawlers for kids and uh yeah for for anyone unsure if they'd like that genre it's not as um complex as a diablo dungeon crawler right. um but it's it's definitely one you could segue from into a Diablo-like game if you like that genre. Uh, so yeah, we have dungeons as well. Uh, I haven't had mm-hmm. enough time to get my oldest to sit down and play yet, hopefully soon, but um, it was fun. And it's fun. The, the DLC and the additional content really helps flesh out that game for sure. Because when it launched, yeah. it was pretty bare bones. Yeah, I agree. We, we got the DLC with it. Um, I haven't played through all of it yet, but uh, yeah, good content, and uh, I I just like how it you know gets increasingly difficult as you level up, and it's not like you're you don't ever feel like you're done with the game, right? Um, they've like introduced daily missions and things, so you know. I was just gonna say that they have seasons like, and stuff now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a good one. And I'm apparently the only one that can't hear I Rob or see him. I don't know what's yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, he looks fine on ours. So he may. All right, Rob number five. <laughs> Rob, do you want to try like getting out of the call relay? completely, closing the app, and then relaunching it? He did. He did. That did not. Yeah, he the did trick. for sure. Have you tried turning He's it off? Turn it one more time. back on again. <laughs> he can hear you too. That's the weird part. Yeah, yeah, this has done it before with his connection. It's because he's on Android. I don't know. You guys are all iPhone users, right? Yeah. Yeah, see? Even though Cody's on a computer right now, you're the only one on an iPhone. It's honestly good quality for an iPhone. I wouldn't have guessed he was on an iPhone. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good quality. It's those iPhones, man. Yeah, he's back, but you can't. Yeah, I still can't hear him. Well, well, crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you have to back out and come back in. Mm-hmm. Let's see if that works. Did it before, and we were just chatting once. Yo, that, that did something, but now it moved me over. <laughs> Hold on. Moved everybody around on you, did it? It did. That's fine, though. So let me do this. You got to share your screen again, too. Oh, do I? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why it moved everybody around. And then it did that again. Gosh. Oh, okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. good. And see, that's that's how you fix stuff on the fly. Welcome to a live broadcast by DNA. And I am not on an iPhone. I would never have an iPhone. It's I an know. Android. He said that's the problem. He said that is the problem. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, so, I, Rob, 
You're our last one yeah, up. Yeah, Save the best for last. Everybody, everybody that wasn't Travis can now hear me again. So Yeah, nobody <laughs> heard you. Well, not nobody. Me. There was two people that could hear me. Well, those we, yeah. we could hear and Sam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I figured that out when those two were like laughing and like acknowledging something. I'm like, what are you guys laughing and acknowledging? <laughs> I hear nothing. Uh, so yeah, apparently my phone just doesn't like connecting with your stuff, Trav, and it, it's a thing. I don't know. We're not compatible. Um, Who knew? Everybody, I thought. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, shocking, uh, I didn't play that many new games this year. Um, no. But I did have three, I which know. I think fit. Uh, and one of them might not count because it was just the, uh, the re-release of the Mass Effect games. Uh, would be up there for me. Technically, it's a new uh, release, played, so it counts. Uh, I all three of them twice since that came out. Completely. Um, I really like those. And then for me, just because I am kind of into the sports games, uh, at NHL 21, and uh, for a really funny one was MLB The Show, made by Sony, was released for Xbox. Isn't that sweet booting up the game and you see PlayStation's <laughs> logo come up on an Xbox? Um, and it was just, uh, for me, like, baseball is not a huge sport for me, but the fact that there was actually a game that was a real baseball game I could play on an Xbox was cool because it had been so long. It, it's a pretty good baseball game, too. I, I even downloaded it and played it for a little bit. It's pretty well, good. Well, it was free. It was on Game Pass. Right, which helps That's why I, I downloaded yeah. it and played it. I wasn't gonna pay for that. Or pay extra money. Going back to the going back to the beginning of the show when we were talking about Game Pass. See it comes full circle. <laughs> Look at that. And uh maybe uh if we can figure it out, I'll start streaming some of my uh my NHL stuff for everybody if that sounds like something cool for Because he did Just... get his Series X, by the way. He finally had it. It had been I did. sitting in my living room, in a box set up for like in, three weeks. It, it's it's set up that uh, we got back late that night, so the next day morning it was set up before anybody else was awake. Man, see, if it was me, I would have set it up that night. I'd get into chill with you. There you go. There you go. Rated says he'll play NHL too. So there you go. NHL on the DNA channel? I think so. I'm a fan. Any uh, honorable mentions, any other games that you guys played in 2021 that you can think of? Diablo 2. Uh, well, I know Diablo 2, it yeah. wasn't new, uh, but I finally uh, Avengers. Yeah. Because uh, it was, was on fun. Game Pass, so yeah. I downloaded it. It's uh, fun, even if it's, if it's a broken like mess. Oh, Pokemon Snap. Yeah. It's all right. Well, I liked I liked the one back on the Nintendo sixty four, so this was really nice. That one was good. Uh, this one was just it's it's a lot. It's fine. Uh, one that I did just start playing, so I don't know if it counts, but uh, I downloaded it and started playing at the end of December. Was was it Yakuza Enter the Dragon? Oh yeah, those are good games. The newest one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like those. Uh, I will say it's very cinematic, so there's a whole lot of just watching scenes playing out in between playing which sometimes you're like you like just hitting the a button like just get me back to playing something but <laughs> yeah now there's a lot of story to those and if you're a fan you are a fan of that series 
like it's cool but at some point after like you know you're just like they're talking about the same stuff <laughs> you, know, you know like <laughs> Yeah, and if you're not invested in that story and you just want action, probably <laughs> not the best one for you. Um, uh, it's uh, fun. I missed one that was really good that may actually crack my top five at number five, which is Outriders. I streamed that for a little bit, if you remember that. You had a good time with that. You did. That was like... I forgot that came out this year. I think a lot of people did because it was like a lot of noise and then nothing regarding that mm-hmm. game. And I don't know why. Uh Cody, one that I always wanted to ask you: uh, What was the game where you were like the funky little cartoon guys trying to throw oh, each other Gangies. off? Gang uh, yeah, I love that game. I still, I, I would love to have another fellowship night with Gang Beasts. You should about, do Fall Guys. Yeah, Fall Guys is another one that's a lot of fun. Fall Guys is a lot of fun too, but everybody needs a PC for that. It's only on PC. Yeah. No, I was playing well, it on uh, PlayStation. <laughs> oh, it's on PlayStation now. Yeah, I have it. It was a That's PlayStation cool. Plus game. Is it cross platform? Uh, that I don't know. It might be. But... We can test it out. I have it on. I have it on Steam. Yeah, I have it on PS Five. It was a free game, and we were playing oh, that actually last weekend. Uh, me, Lana, and Atticus were messing around with it. Uh, incredibly addicting. If you like Wipeout, like the TV show, it's Fall Guys basically. But it, it'll piss you off more than any game. It will. It will. Yeah. But that's what makes it fun. Um. There are a couple other games that came out this year that are definitely like honorable mentions that I played a bunch of. Uh, Far Cry 6 was one you mentioned. Um, you mentioned Mario Party Superstars. Both of you guys did. Metroid Dread, nobody mentioned that. I don't know if any of you guys are Metroid fans. I know if Trevor's still here. Are. Trevor is. I am. Uh, that was incredibly good. Um, here's one I highly recommend for you guys. Uh, Trevor says he mentioned it. I didn't see that. I'm sorry, Trevor. Um, here's one I recommend for you guys. If you guys like racing games, Hot Wheels Unleashed. That was uh, another kind of like out of nowhere hit for me. Um, hmm. I collected Hot Wheels as a kid. I think most of us did at some point. Or at least had Hot Wheels cars at some point in our life. Um, and it's a really good racer. Like it, it really is. They have season pass. They have a bunch of like unlockable cars, upgrades. And uh, surprisingly, it was really good. It did really well review wise too. I think it got an eight out of eight or nine out of ten uh, across most sites, which is I found really a, good. I found another game that came out in 2021 that I didn't think did. That was a good game. It was Cra- uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. Yep, that was. I was getting to that. It was next. So yeah, Crash Bandicoot yeah. Four. If you like the Crash series, uh, Four is a fantastic sequel to the original trilogy. And uh, just as difficult and frustrating. Um, what else came out? I know this this remaster trilogy got shit on. GTA, the uh, three Vice City and San Andreas. This did not go over well with fans. It was broken for a lot of people. Uh, visually, it wasn't remastered enough for some people. And I'll be honest with you, I've had a lot of fun with the game, regardless of all the negative feedback on it. I just am happy to have it on a modern console so I don't have to hook up a retro system to play classic GTA. For one, they're dated games. They're not going to hold up to the standard that is GTA 5, which is now 10 plus years old, by the way. Um, but it, it plays fine. Like, it wasn't a broken mess for me, like everyone said. Maybe I got lucky, but I didn't expect the quality of a modern day game on a remastered port of games that are 15, 20 years old. 
So I didn't go in with expect one of those that we talked about that I started because I didn't find Mass Effect really until recently. Uh, Andromeda for me mm. is actually good, but you said you played it when it was broken and sucked. Well, yeah, I was clipping I through the environment. Was... It's hard yeah, to like a game when you're falling through fixed. the ground <laughs> and then you clip through walls. Yeah, so I didn't play it until everything was fixed. So for me, the game was fun and like I liked it. Yeah, because I didn't have any crazy glitchy stuff happening. Yeah, G4 came back in 2021, and they recently did a bunch of reviews for games they missed during their time not on TV. And uh, Andromeda was one that they gave a 3 out of 5. And during the review, they said, were we too harsh on it at launch? And they said the fixes did help it. But no, at launch, it was a terrible game. It was a broken mess, and uh, they should be ashamed of themselves for letting that into the wild. So, Did you, uh, did you enjoy Mario Golf Super Rush? Because I know we talked about streaming that at one point, but we never, we never came back around to it. So Mario Golf, it's a fun game, and the the rush mode that they introduced would be mm-hmm. better with multiplayer instead of against the computer. It's definitely a party game, but it's the weakest out of the sports titles for Mario thus far on the Switch. I think it's fun, but it's just it's no Hot Shots Golf. If you know what I mean, like those, or those, outlaw golf. or out, or outlaw golf. Those are the better golf games, in my opinion. It's still fun though; it's still Mario, and it's it would be better with a group of people playing, yeah. or if you you're able to play online, like that would be better. But um, no, that did not make my standout. The only Mario game that made my standout was the uh, port of well, besides Superstars, would be the port of 3D World and Bowser's Fury because Bowser's Fury was new. It was new content for the port from the Wii U to the Switch. And uh, if you haven't played 3D World because you didn't get a Wii U, you are missing out. You truly need to play 3D World and get it on the Switch. I highly recommend that one. Uh, it didn't make my top five because, again, it was a, it was a port. So uh, Pac-Man 99 is fun. What else was on my list? And Bravely Default 2. If you like JRPGs, that was a really good one. That was really it, though, for major standouts. I mean, hundreds of games came out in 2021. Most of us, well, hell, all four of us are married. All four of us have more than one child. All four of us have jobs that require a good chunk of our time. And I think we can all agree that there is not enough time to play video games like there used to be. So we have to be very selective of our time. I can tell you right now, I get uh, like two mornings a week. That's what I got. I get the evening when people go to sleep. Right. And you're sacrificing sleep so you can game. So it's like you pick and choose. And out of all of us, Cody, you can recover, I think, a little bit better with a lack of sleep. Yeah, being, you know, almost 28, I got I got the age on my side a little bit. Right. It'll catch up to you. <laughs> so, I mean... You can sleep when you're dead. It's fine. The three yeah, of us, yeah. me, Rob, and Justin, I mean, we would have... When Halo 3 was the big game, right? We would have late night sessions and obsess. And, I mean, we probably put weeks and weeks and weeks into that game as far as cumulative hours played. Uh, but that's, again, before that wedding ring before the kids before any real significant responsibilities other than paying rent you know and just getting that wasn't that when we were both like 
doing the second shift at the gas station gig so we could stay up late as we wanted anyway. Yeah. See, it didn't matter. That would be getting out at 10 or 11, heading to Walmart, getting some snacks, and then gaming till 5 a.m. Back when Walmart was open that late? Yep. It's a long time ago. But so, yeah, basically, in conclusion, 2020 gaming, we have to be more selective. We want to play good games. We don't want to waste our time on crappy ones. And there were a lot of crappy ones. But thankfully, even during a pandemic, which is incredibly important to have entertainment at our fingertips, we are still being given good games. There is a lot to play and not enough time to play them all. And I, for one, I'm thankful for that. I'm glad we had some just amazing experiences and then we can connect online in these gaming sessions and get lost together uh, and then come here and have shows like this and talk about them. So really that's what the dosage and all this was started as to give a throwback to these gaming sessions that we grew up playing games together with. That's what birthed the weekly dosage so many years ago. And that's why it was important to me to bring all these interests that we all each are experts on into one show called The Dosage every month. So coming full circle. Experts, yes. So coming full circle this, this is our 136th episode of The Dosage. We'll be continuing this monthly on um, no specific day of the week, just when we can. Um, We'll let you know in advance. And with that, Rob, you'll be planning our next video game movie. Cody, you'll be planning our next retro pay-per-view. Justin, you'll be planning our next album, whether it be new or retro, completely up to you. You guys are in control of your topics, and I will come up with a topic related to gaming of some sort. I already have in mind, in February, a topic. Since February, we all know, as Valentine's Day, I was considering either doing something of um, love stories... So great love stories in gaming. Or we could also do a combination of great love stories and representation in gaming. We know February is also Black History Month. So I want to talk to talk about representation in gaming as well. Those are kind of two things I'm tossing around. We could do both too as a, a dual uh, main topic in gaming. So more on that to come as we start to plot that out in February. But I, I think those are enough are, beards in gaming. No. <laughs> I don't mean that kind of representation. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Valentine's Day Massacre is Batman. That could be a good one to review for the wrestling one. Uh, dating simulators. Uh, there, there, I'm sure there's a bunch. Isn't there a boyfriend simulator? Isn't that a game? Um, but we'll talk. We'll unveil the day that we're going to do it in advance. So you guys can all be here with us. And uh, so, any does Leisure Suit Larry count as a as a you know as a Valentine's yeah. game? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> any any uh, last thoughts though? Anything you guys want to share, say, or anything exciting happening? Uh, if the people want to hop over to Facebook, I'll stream the Cooking Simulator until midnight. There you go. Facebook Live. Head on over if you don't follow Dose Nerd Acumen. <laughs> Facebook.com/slash Dose Nerd Acumen. That is our page. Like, follow, and then check out live streams like the one he's doing immediately following this show. Um. Justin, anything exciting? Uh, I'm just hoping Arceus doesn't suck. I mean, that's my biggest concern. 
The graphics look terrible. I like the concept, but I'm just I'm just worried. <laughs> I would yeah, be worried heard, too I've because some bad reviews. as I'm saying, we've seen minimal gameplay. We've very seen minimal. I think tomorrow at I think 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. is the point where people can start uploading videos about it. Right, two days before the launch. That's that's yeah. like ugh. concerning. Very concerning, yeah. and I've heard like, there's no like true battling. You're just like chucking pokeballs at them. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Cody's going to be live streaming that one, so that'd be a great way to judge uh, whether it's good or not. So I hope it's good too, because honestly, I want a change in Pokemon. I want them to evolve, pun intended. Um, but at the same time, sometimes risks don't mean reward. But we'll see. Hopefully, it's good. We hope for the best. And I, Robert, say it again. It's a grab it at Walmart. <laughs> right, right. You get that ten dollar off. So, yep. not not bad. I, Rob. Uh, uh kind of leaning for stuff with the channel. I've been I, I follow the uh, Smack Talks guy on the YouTubes, and uh, seems like two K twenty two. They're hyping it up like it's going to be the a fix. So I'm really hoping for us. Uh, for what we're going to be doing, that it actually is not a dumpster fire. Um, they had three years, so it better not be. Man, the future <laughs> of years. what I do on Thursday nights relies on that being a good game. So, uh, so, so that's the biggest one for for gaming, anyways. Uh, just they're they're putting out a lot of stuff that making it look like it should be okay, and uh, I'm just hoping that it is. If not, we got that A Dub game, so we'll see. Um, but again, that's where my future is hopeful for, where you can find me every Thursday night, is right here on the DNA Twitch, holding down NAW with so many of our viewers here tonight and so many others. Um, we're approaching quickly our 500th episode in two months, which is mind-blowing. And of course, this Thursday, Cody, the Royal Rumble is your event that you've put together for us. So tune in for that Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view brought to you by Cody. But that is all I have for you guys. I want to thank... The three hosts. I, yeah, oh, I want to oh, punch oh, in. Thanks oh, for uh, letting me come in and help with some of the music stuff because actually I'm in big on that. So it's kind of fun to uh, get to throw some opinions in on some of that with you too. So. See, I didn't know he liked music. This is a revelation tonight. This is amazing. Oh, <sighs> you just don't pay attention to anything that I ever talk about then. So that's fine. I don't pay attention to anybody. Let's be real. <laughs> that's my MO. This is my world. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Just a squirrel trying to get a nut? What? On that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the <laughs> Dosage Podcast, episode 136. If you want to keep up to date with us, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We have a TikTok. That's right. We're on Discord. Of course, Facebook, YouTube is where we archive everything. If you like these podcasts, check out more on Apple, Google, Spotify, and so many more. Again, this is Dose of Nerd Ackman. We are the nerds of everything not just wrestling the nerds of music the nerds of wrestling the nerds of just media we are the nerds thank you guys thanks you kept it real we we did keep it real we didn't say our slogan the night first but thank you guys for tuning in everybody for the <laughs> donations incredible shout outs to everyone here in chat and uh, for those listening back on our exports or reruns we will see you on the next episode and everybody take care until then good night